It's a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Smoking. We be smoking, smoking. When I wake up every morning as I'm getting up, I hit it up. Now I'm fitted up. I hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck. Swirly thing alert. Attention. Listen, you motherfuckers. Buckle up, pedal heads. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. Are you fucking high? Yes, I am, asshole face man. You are my podcast, my only podcast. So if you fucking take my podcast away, I'm going to shove my foot so far up your ass. Oh, my God. It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally suck my dick. Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. <laughs> I got a whole folder full of dick pics, okay? Are you interested? I know you are, because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phone Boy and Phoenix. I don't know Phone Boy. Those two are those two are pretty interesting to listen to. Oh, they're horrible. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. You just can't trust them. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <clears throat> Bullshit. Now with twice the whores. The offensive has begun! Hello, everybody. Welcome to, well, it's, it's episode 115 of The Lotus Effect. Also, maybe uh, episode 10 of, uh, of Coffee and Chronic. Uh, uh, well, it's also an episode of uh, In the Blossom with well, phone, uh, yeah. phone Boy and Phoenix. Yeah, well, that too. Yeah, so it's all kinds of things. It's it's the tale of two brains. I, I think it's got it more. really is. We only have two brains between the three of us. I, I don't know. Um, I, all I do know is that uh, I'm Phone Boy. I do you like some two-on-one action. Yeah, and... I'm Phoenix. I'm gonna get laid. Sometimes if you listen very carefully, you can hear my genius. I, unfortunately, I had her muted when I did this. <gasps> so, Are you phone boy? joking, phone boy. I oh, was so no, on no, point. That, 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 that's so it. <laughs> Turn on the U Rewind. Not on the mic. Okay, well, Bad. hey, Bad. you know what? But it wouldn't. You're, but you're getting another one. Bad podcaster, get the spray bottle. But hey, no better. I was okay. mute. Okay. <laughs> Right, we'll see. There's dueling mute buttons here or something. Okay, so we anyway, must have dueling so, mute so buttons. anyway, we've so must I see what's going on here. So if, all right, so we have so Emily is here. Hello, Emily, and this and you are not Hi. you are no longer muted on my end. So okay. that's on me. Um, I was a. I can okay. So how's that going to affect the recording that you just murdered her intro? Yes, I murdered her. You intro, intro murder. We'll make a time card chop it out no that's okay like we, this, if, we, if we if we didn't leave the mistake in it wouldn't be the lotus effect right so it wouldn't be authentic it wouldn't that's be authentic true. so that's true all right I'm just glad so, it wasn't me that fucked all right up. so anyway this is um this is gonna be an interesting show today it's gonna be a little a little different we've got the three of us here and uh yeah but oh my god but it's still gonna be like this a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a-glowing? Is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes! 
The danger must be growing for the rowers keep on rowing and they're certainly not showing any signs that they are slowing. We're there. I just had an orgasm. Yeah, well, um, you know, the, 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 the lotus affects everyone differently. I, I'm, 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 te- I'm led to believe anyway. Uh, so does Coffee and Chronic, which you should try on. Uh, uh, well, maybe, maybe not this Monday at 7 a.m. because it's Christmas. We'll, we're, you know, I think we're going to be we're going to be. There sleeping. will be Coffee and Chronic on Christmas. It just won't be in the form of a show with Empress Emily M. and I. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yes, true. I will be Coffee and Chronicing. Yes, well, exactly. On air. So that's right. We'll be doing it in our own personal arenas with our own families. That's right. Well, anyway, here's how this show works. If you've never heard the, if you never heard this shit show before. Um, so, oh yeah, we got Benjamins and Boostograms. No, I won't say that I um, understand everything, but it was certainly uh, different. And oh, uh, yes, well, well worth a dollar. Yeah, and well, and and so yeah, that's that's one of the ways you can uh, express value is through is through us uh, sending uh, sending good old uh, U.S. American dollars. Uh, that I don't I don't know. They keep trying to print more of them. I think, but uh, you know, they're but trying if, to if, turn us into Chiners with that whole digital dollar bullshit. They're they're really fucking pushing this new world order agenda hard. We yeah. we need to stop it. It's like a football play. You need to not even hold these cocksuckers to three. Give them nothing. Three and out, motherfuckers. Three and out. Three and out. Now, so we, uh, we, so if, if if money offends you, you can send it to us. And, you know, go to go to Lotus show and click on that green "We Like Money" button, and you can. That's set, right. You if can, your money offends you, we are a charitable organization. We will gladly take it off your hands and put it to good use to do shit like continue to pro. You know, pro, uh, I can't even talk today. <laughs> we'll use it to continue to produce this shit show of which you are listening. We will also hopefully be getting some merchandise like coffee cups for coffee and chronic and also i would love to have a lotus effect coffee cup since we drink a shit boatload of coffee in this studio and i think our own uh kind of being a little uh, braggadocious there but i think we should get our own coffee cups to drink our coffee out of during the show i think it would be completely <laughs> fitting but they don't need to be boring ass smooth coffee cups no they need to have style yeah we'll, we'll figure that out later that's so. right Yes, so that's right. Now you can also, you know, you know, if you're now if you're one of if you have one of these newfangled podcast apps that has a that has a boostergram button in it, you can, uh, yeah, you can also send us you can uh, you can hit us up with on, on a podcasting 2.0 app. You can uh, take off all your clothes and go to nudepodcastapps.com or maybe it's the rooster booster. Yeah, pour you, a cup and roll up. Let's do it. That's right. You heard him for Emily, like you do on Coffee and Chronic. Pour a cup and roll up. Boost us, bitches. That's right. Uh, so you can do you can be like the, the, the uh, these folks. Um, so we have um, so these are these are a couple of boostergrams from uh, from Rideshare Radio Studio 33. A uh, Piranasi came in with 33, 33 sets saying Spanish Moon, Little Feet, um, which which was a, which was a nice track. We played that. Uh, the name Bully Steed comes in with 33, 33 uh, sets saying, hey, citizen, it's Christmas time again via Fountain. I, I don't think that was a song request. It's unusual because that's kind of that's some one way people request songs is to uh, do do. 
do a boostergram during a rideshare radio and or studio 33. Um, and then Piranha C again comes in with 9999 sats saying bad reputation. Freddie Johnson, hail Krampus for, for whoever is on the naughty list. Well, yeah, we did an episode on Krampus last year. Uh, this year. Um, yes, we did. Th- this year uh, for Christmas, we're just doing a normal show because, uh, um, yeah, because we are at, we're live after No Agenda again. Um, and um, and we're going to. And so today we're doing kind of a special episode with with Emily uh, on, a, on a special topic. So we'll do a kind of a normal show for uh, for uh, for tomorrow uh, at, at, at after No Agenda, about 4 p.m. Central Time, um, give or take. I don't know. That's I think that's when that is. But anyway, you can. Be we part- also yeah. had a boost in Rideshare Radio last night of 1337 from Sharky for a little Weird Al nature trail to hell because we were interjecting some fucked up Christmas songs and apparently he thought that would be a good addition to do a trifecta of some Weird Al. So thank you, Sharky, for that. That's right. That's awesome. So I guess meanwhile, I think we're, we're, we've kind of, so, you know, again, you, I think we, we, if you if you want to uh, participate in this, we, we talked about all, uh, how to do that, but uh, now there's I other ways to... mail! Yay! Now you can send us mail. You can send us mail. Uh, phoneboy at lotuseffect.show. Phoenix at lotuseffect.show. Um, I, I don't remember what I've got you said. Uh, uh, Emily, <laughs> which email address you want to throw in here since you're here? Uh, y'all can reach me at hempersmlam at proton.me. Okay, there you go. Yes. You can also send You us can an- also find her on No Agenda Social at... Wait, wait is it hempersmlam at 13bells.com is what I it remember. It is, yeah. And I'm That's also right. on No Agenda Social. Yeah. I'm just not as active, but they're linked together. But they're so. linked together, yes. And you can uh, you yeah. can find me if, as phoneboy at noagendasocial.com. You can find Phoenix, P-H-E-O-N-I-X, uh, with a bunch of other stuff. But there's links in the show notes now, finally. I think I finally figured that shit out. Yay! Yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh, now, meanwhile, you can uh, call or text uh, the, if you... You can. We have a, each week. We have a refire topic. We might have to rebrand that next year. I think we, we were talking about. Yeah, re- I think after the new year, we're going to have a rebranding on the refire topic. Yes, because uh, we. Were, but it'll be it'll be genius. Yes. So um, so in any case, uh, so right now we have the, we have a refire topic where you can call t- call or text two five three two three seven three three two one. One ringy dingy. Two ringy dingy. Dell computers. This is Chip. And yes, uh, yeah, we won't. We don't have uh, Ernestine or Chip standing by. We have Google Voice, and it will, and, and it has no fucking idea what you said. Uh, but it sometimes turns into some great comedy. It turns into show titles. We love we it. Lo- does yeah. So um, you know, you get random stuff, and we so we have some voicemails, and people have weighed in on either this topic or past topics. Uh, but uh, you know, but the, yeah. So this week we want to hear about your your favorite twisted Christmas song because we that's don't, right. We what don't like song a lot of. Uh, do you, know, you love to hear that is not the normal Jingle Bell? suck my dick who gives a really fuck yeah what do you like do you like a little christmas at ground zero do you like some chipmunks roasting on an open fire a little leroy the redneck reindeer tell us what you're all about two five three two three seven three three two one Yes, and uh, yeah, that, that I have a feeling somebody's going to be uh, pulling that out of the fucking. <laughs> oh, I almost guarantee if Weirdo sees that, he's going to be I, fucking. I, I, you, yeah, I just. I, what did I type it? <laughs> I know you did. Yes, exactly. So it's going to get. Let's hope Boostbot's working. Yeah, yeah. Isobot is working. Yes, exactly. So Leroy the Redneck Reindeer by Joe Diffie. That is a good one. And all of the songs that are listed in the voicemails today for the Twisted Christmas song that you like will be played in Studio Thirty Three. So stick around for that. that. That's right. So, um, but in any case, um, you know, so just, just, uh, okay. I think we've, uh, I think we've explained how it works. So, so just sit right down, relax, open your ears real wide and say, give it to me straight, doctor. I can take it. 
Just remember one thing, y'all. We don't want your shit. Please don't send us your shit. Yeah, you know, right. you know we, we, yeah, we say, yeah, you know, I mean, we say a lot of crazy shit, but you know what? We're just having a good time here. We're not trying to, you know, we're not trying to make a, uh, you know, a, I don't know. We're not, we're not, we're, we're, I don't know. It's people, people take things no way questions. too fucking seriously. Yeah, so. it's it's really simple. No, no questions. Walk away from the podium. No. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you like us, you can tell us. If you don't like us, you can tell us. Just be refe- respectful. Respectful. In the way that, respectful. That's right. Have respect. Yes. So I have some respect on my name. That's that's right. That's right. Okay. So now. Okay. So. For normally now, so so Emily had brought us this story, and I kind of what I what I kind of did here. So we had we we've so um, I have to do it, uh, even though it's not the health segment. Fuck it. Brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah, well, pretty much this whole thing is going to be brought to you by Pfizer. There's so. a reason I did it. Exactly. I think I think it's actually appropriate in this case. So 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 Emily brought this uh, brought this, uh, this, this this the topic today, which involves actually mental health and the fact that uh, well, a lot of it is bullshit. Um, and it's it, extremely on brand for us. You know how we love to shit on pig pharma. So here we go. Yeah, and and so I've also so with the, uh, in addition to the clips that Emily provided, I supplemented with some clips that we had from Georgia Ede. There we played them before, but or at least I think we played mo- a lot of them before. But They're the idea being that, again. but I think, but she, Georgia Ede is interesting because she she you know her her position is you know food will help your brain, right, and might actually help some of these other conditions that people that you know some of these mental conditions. But mm-hmm. of course, you know, pharma wants to you know big pharma wants you to take big pharma and not actually eat food. So that's one of the reasons why any doctors that have the balls out there to tell their patients, hey, instead of sticking Ozempic in your gob, uh, why don't you just stop shoving Twinkies in it? Why don't you get up and walk around the, you know, the the coffee table, you fat bastard? Well, and like me personally, I was fucking 230 pounds five years ago, six years ago. And now I'm sitting between like 140 and 145. And it's not like it was the hardest thing ever to do. You just stop eating and start moving more. And like that's just that should be the first line of defense. Well, okay. A uh, profitable uh, medication. I, I think we need I need I think we need to separate that statement that you just made. Don't stop eating. <laughs> well, I mean, Instead okay. Of eating, so, get up and take a first of all, walk. don't stop eating, right? Like, when I say stop eating, I mean, your fat ass don't need to go to McDonald's. You don't need to go to Jack in the Box. Yeah, are you Taco eating Bills. because you're hungry, or are you eating because you're bored? Exactly. And the last time I was on, we talked about how the food system is garbage and how that's tainted. That's and right. That's just full of fake shit, empty calories, bad for us. Um. And so when that's what you're consuming in mass amounts, in mindless eating amounts, that's what the problem is. Stop doing that. Right. Like that's what, and this is my disordered eating in my brain. I have to differentiate between, or between stop eating and nourishing my body. And that sounds a little weird, but the things I put in my mouth hole are to fuel this machine that is my body. When I'm eating, that's a dopamine-seeking, numbing, void-filling thing. And that's just a me personal definitions. Yeah, so but the, eat good things, less but in, of them. 
In order to fuel your body, okay, because I like that analogy, okay, it's, it's the fuel you're putting into your body. Mm-hmm. You have a choice every single day to put the cheap 87 in or to put that high test shit in. And that's your choice that you make every single day. And I, yeah, I'm sorry, absolutely. I don't accept people's excuses that, oh, well, it's expensive to eat healthy. No, sunshine. No, it isn't. Not compared not. to the amount of money it's going to spend you for those prescriptions, for the pain that you're going to endure, for all the things that eating like a trash panda affords you. Yeah, it's quick and easy to grab that McDonald's, grab that Burger King, grab that Taco Bell. But you know what? At the end of the day, what did that really cost you? It cost you an extra five pounds. Uh, Maybe it cost you the difference between pre-diabetes and diabetes. I mean, there's many things. Pay now or pay later (coughs) is truly what Phone Boy and I say. And that means more than just money. Yeah, and that's really what it boils down to is when we objectively observe ourselves. Like if you have like a hamburger helper night... You're going to kind of be sluggish the rest of the evening. The next day, you're going to be wake up and be super hungry because all you had was filling carbohydrates, a low amount of protein. And so your body has burned off all of that stuff while you were sleeping. Okay, I have to tell you about something, though. You mentioned Mm -hmm. Hamburger Helper. And it's so funny. So um, I just wanted to touch really quick on that. The other night, I was dying for some sausage, peppers, and onions, which we can eat because none of that shit has any bad, you know, as long as your sausage isn't full of sugar, you can have a sausage, peppers, and onions night. You can't put it on the fucking hoagie roll, but you can put no, that you in. you can a, definitely eat it. Yeah, you can mac yeah. out. Low carb, I delicious. I don't remember exactly what I put in this, but I can tell you that everyone at the table, all us poor kids, all agreed that shit tasted like hamburger helper, either shells or lasagna or whatever spaghetti product. It had that really nice flavor. Yeah, and that's what I personally noticed in making the dietary life change, the lifestyle changes that happen, um, is... It's equally or more filling. It's more flavorful. Um, and you don't feel crappy after you eat it. Right? Like there's oh, no... most definitely. There, food come regret down to is a food. real thing. Food regret is yeah. a thing because I, I know. I mean, especially... Even if I eat a bunch of it, I can rationalize. It's protein and vegetables. Eat it all. Eat it till you puke, honestly. Right. Right? Like that, I can feel okay about that. But like the feeling you get from eating too many carbs, that's like a nasty, grimy, on you bad feeling. I don't know. I didn't like it. Once I found out that that's what I was feeling, I was like, you know what? Let me just change up my diet. Oh, let me, let me for just start sure. Yeah. And I can say, me, I'm sorry, like, Emily and I are totally taking over the conversation here, phone boy. We're sorry. The, you thought this was going to be in a, a lotus effect. Now, this is coffee and coffee. Yeah, 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 I, know, I know when the two of you get talking. I'm yeah, just, I'm telling I'm you, just, it's two yentas yakking well, over here. Yeah. But seriously, um, there is something to that where you have that little dopamine bump because you're eating healthy. But you do it enough, your body starts going, oh, we're having taco salad tonight? And gets mm-hmm. excited as if you fucking told it you were having pizza. And that's your first line of defense should be the things that you can control 
in your day-to-day -day. food sleeping hydration before we do anything else you have to make sure that those things are in order because anything you do after that is for nothing you're fucking people are drilling holes in your ship to, and you're patching them like it's you're just it's well, a losing battle see I, now i think this actually um <clears throat> is a great segue Rounds into what you're uh, in, into Lydia, which you were, which is which is what you brought in with a story here. Now you'll mm -hmm. notice I took some clips from the the couple of the videos that you uh, that you took, and I, I will I'll play the clips here um, as appropriate. But um, I think it's a. Uh, but you want to you want to you want to because you actually I love you should probably read that first statement that you put in the, yep. that you because I think that's that's kind of the bombshell right there. And by yeah, the way, it's huge. Yeah. So first thing we do address what we can control. In my opinion. That's your nutrition, that's your water, that's your sleep. The second thing, but the first thing for this conversation is the DSM is entirely made up. And the DSM is the little Diagnostic Bible. in the um, statistics manual, I think, or something like that. It's a bit of diagnostic yes, in the... Yeah, but it's, it's basically the manual that the mental health uh, that the mental health uh, uh, organizations use to deter, to uh, classify to how crazy you. Yeah. you are. Yeah, and I just it's want to their... point out when you were talking about the things you can control, like your diet, your water, this and that. For whatever reason, my brain went to the spoons. Like, um, how many spoons chronic you illness have for spoons? the day? Yeah. Well, and that's. Uh, for whatever we'll reason, there. that's what my brain immediately went to you when you were talking about yeah. the things I that's, can affect, which is, you know, my diet, my water intake, my sleep, this and mm -hmm. that, that my brain went to the spoons. Well, and to some extent, the effects of chronic fatigue can be mitigated by a person's, uh, by whether or not they fully embrace that or whether they understand that I could overpower this, right? Like I could eat a good breakfast, that would give me energy, right? I could then do something. So it's one of those, it's a, it intertwined and one kind of begets the other. But yeah, no, spoons. Your hierarchy of needs, the more of those you have met, the more successful you'll be. And that's just a fact. Well, and also, right, like, if you're doing what you need to be doing, like eating right, sleeping mm -hmm. enough, etc., it literally gives you more spoons to deal with your day, ultimately. Yes. Yeah, because, and like you had made the comparison of uh, 87 or 93, like that's really the, the mindset people should be in, is either I know that my car can run on regular, mine can't, I have to run premium, I don't get a choice, and that's why I live this way. But anyways, that's because you drive uh, one of those rich entitled bitch cars, honey. It is, girl. It is, girl. And and you deserve and I make it. Them I just think you need to do know. that laundry to earn it. Damn right. Okay. Damn right. Get yours, so. girl. Get yours. Ain't throwing shade. <laughs> Respect. Uh, but that's the mindset, is right. Like in the Jeep, we could run regular. We could run premium. It doesn't really matter. But it does matter because that girl has some miles, and we want to get a lot of life out of her. So we run mid or premium, depending on how chintzy I'm feeling that day or what my gas rewards are. But that's a choice that we make, a risk that we run, knowing that like, 
we're cutting a few years off of this. We're cutting some mileage. And for every time that we go to McDonald's or every time our doctor labels us with some made up emphasis on made up observation of behavioral patterns that humans happen to have during our human existence here on the oxygenated rock that is earth like it's made up and whether or not the individual identifies with it changes the trajectory of how their how everything else goes for them like that's completely yeah it's uh it's messy yeah and the fact that it's all made up <laughs> the the medications that they come up with to treat the made up conditions um okay i have got to say this uh this just triggered the shit out of me when you said that there is a commercial i swear to god i don't remember the name of the Rebelsis. medication is it rebelsis yes yeah, rebelsis you remember it because it's so memorable it's literally a medication to treat hot flashes and i can't make this up ladies and gentlemen in the damn list of side effects that it may cause hot, hot flashes. flashes actually no it wasn't yeah. rebelsis that's that's a different drug but yeah it doesn't but really it, matter it's still it's literally a medication meant to help you deal with hot flashes and one of the side effects ding ding hot flashes how does that make any fucking sense that's like here take this pill so that you won't shit yourself to death and then the next thing you know, you've got, you know, you've got the Shiites. Yes, exactly. And, and it's unbelievable. I mean, it, it's it's just freaking. It's just it, it's the medication lie that Big Pharma tells you. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and it's funny because yeah, when I was taking these clips, I'm going, holy shit! Like, and some of this, so we we got some we got some good clips here. Um, for just not including the diarrhea clip. You're welcome, everybody. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, that, we we just give that free of charge. I mean, so the, that's part of that value for value we provide. <laughs> Benjamins and Boostergrams. No, I won't say that I. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's just funny, but so. So, uh, can you tell us about Lydia? Because I, I, I do have her. I do have her. Uh, like I said, I, I think I've, I'll have some clips to play. But you should probably introduce her before we uh, uh, start playing clips about her. So, Lydia started doing YouTube um, back in 2016, I believe, and that's when I found her. The algorithm fed me her videos, and I've been following her ever since. And at the time. Her and I were close enough in age and my own self-diagnosis. Uh, her diagnoses could easily have been slapped on myself if I were to go seek help. So that I paid attention to her because I'm like, well, if I did go, what would happen? <laughs> the only difference is, is that I live in America and she lives on the outskirts of London, we'll just say. Uh, in the UK, with their health system, and we all know how shitty forget. the NIH is. Yeah, but let us not forget that our Obamacare and everything thus forward is the most Americanized version that will choke down of the NIH. Agreed. So this is coming to us sooner rather than later. 
and to some extent is actively happening to yeah. a big extent. Yeah. So now that you now apparently the, so the first video you actually provided was a was from from July of 2016. Now, now I, I, I will I will I'm going to play the first clip here where she reads the letter that she got from the NIH that talks about uh, that, that, that starts to describe uh, the, the condition that the, the, one of the made up conditions that they that she has. I'm basically going to read you a letter from the Community Mental Health Team, which I was referred to. But this letter explains all of that, so I'll read the letter then I'll explain. <laughs> Name. Miss Lydia Caitlin Williams, date of birth, 4th December, 1997. Address. I'm not reading that on camera. We received a referral for the above lady. Oh, my lady now. Oh, I'm getting old. Oh, I'm getting old. <laughs> that makes me sad. After a, after a presentation at the Princess Royal Hospital, which is the hospital I attended. I think it says when as well. In May, I think it was. Yeah, in May. Right, let's start again with a little. I can't read for the record. We received a referral from the above lady after a presentation at the PRH and being seen by the RAID team. I don't know what RAID stands for. Never been told, never understood, never gonna know. Following an overdose with medication in May, it was believed at her assessment the hospital gave a CMHD, which is Community Mental Health Team, involvement was needed. In terms of diagnosis and possible merging presentation of borderline personality disorder, I saw her within the CMHD on Wednesday the 29th of June within the assessment clinic. Lydia has been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, history of current self-harming behaviours, brackets, overdoses. She describes using overdoses as a form of self-harm and not intention to end her life. However, there have been times where she has took overdoses and not seek medical help, the last being two weeks ago. She's keen to engage in therapy surrounding her behaviours and her lack of coping mechanisms. Okay, so now... I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going because I'm looking at this girl and so, OK, I, I, I guess she's about in, in this video. She's about 10 years old in this video. Right. She looks oh, like no. she does not look like she has. How, any... how old is she, Emily? Do you know? Um, let me double check. I think she's not even 30 yet. To be honest, okay. no, no, no. She no. I kind of got from the other from the other she clip. She just it's... recently had a birthday. Yeah. Yeah, she might be like eighteen or something. I mean, she she she's still like in school. I mean, from kind of what it, and, and it, she does not look like she's that old. So, um, in that no, vid in the video that we pulled it from, that, what twenty one ish? Yeah. Okay, that in makes that sense. Video. Yeah. So. Okay, so th so I'm looking at this girl in the video, right? And 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 I and I'd never seen I'd never seen this girl before, and and and, and so I'm thinking, okay, she she looks, you know, in this video, she looks like she's kind of got it together. Okay, she might have a, you know, she might have a trouble reading or something. She said herself, but she seemed like she did okay, right? So I, I didn't I didn't see anything in her that suggests that she, you know, that and I'm not, of course, I'm not a I'm not a psychiatrist or anything. I, I didn't see anything that suggests that she had a borderline personality. I mean, it, it, she she seems like she's all right. I mean, of course, you know, you're you're in front of a camera and talking. So, um, you know, maybe, but I, I just, I didn't see anything wrong with this now, but, but I want, but okay. So there's, this is, and then now later in the video, she talks about, um, her treatment for this, uh, borderline personality disorder that she has. In terms of treatment and consultation and possibly DBT slash life skills groups, which she is keen to consider, Lydia is due to start university in Preston in September and due to this, and is due to move in or into her property in the area. I've discussed with the team and the next available appointment, consultation and diagnosis is in August. Diagnosis review. I told her I can't read. I'm the worst person to read. Is in August. Life skills groups and DBT are not available until the new group in September. As this course currently with a closed... 
I'm unsure that the CMHD, wait, I'm unsure as a CMHD there is anything we can provide in such a short space of time before her university course is due to start. I've discussed with this with Lydia and she's aware of these difficulties. I've advised to register with a GP in Preston and discuss further in terms of referral to the local CMHD so she can access this support while studying. I discussed this option, I discussed the option maybe in the interim to engage in psychological therapies in terms of some CBT which I have point blanks had no to as I've done it before and I found them condescending and patronising and I'm not going to go back through that. She's been given these details and information in terms of the CRHT which is Crisis Resolution Home Team. Should she be able to need, should she also need to access support out of hours? So I, anyway, I'm I'm so I, I'm sitting here listening to this. I'm going okay. So they tried to they, you know they they basically just gave a bunch of excuses as to why they can't do you know the, why they're you know basically why they can't do anything and just here's some pills. Yeah, just that's why they, because oh we 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 can't do. Sounds the, familiar. That happens all the time here in our own country. Yeah. Now there's a, there's a yeah. there's a brief snippet of um the other of of some other things that she was diagnosed and again this is this is from 2016 i was also diagnosed as bipolar in the summer for that in terms of mania and that that mindset now i was confused and i was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder as well as anxiety and anorexia nervosa yeah, and funny, she, in these videos, she never talks about what she's eating, but it, you can tell actually. So in the next video, which is from actually a little more recent, so the the, um, the, the she now the, she so this has been seven years from the from the from this from the clips that we just played, right? And so this is yeah. this is actually fairly recent. You want to hear the drugs that this girl is on? I mean, you want to talk about a pharma dumpster? Oh my god. I'm going to diagnose as EPD, PTSD, depressive disorder, eating disorder, bipolar affective disorder, arthritis, type 1 diet medications, lithium 1000 milligrams, nocturnal, haloperidol 5 by twice daily, trazodone 50 milligrams at night, vortioxetine 20 milligrams daily, procyclazine. 5 milligrams twice daily, clonazepam 500 milligram micrograms by daily, banzoprazole, glycoside, amphibrozin, desidestrol, folic acid. Okay, so so it might be several old... tranquilizers, some antipsychotics. And she sounds like she's fucking doped out of her fucking mind. Yeah, and of course, we all know how delicious, and we'll talk about that later, the benzos are. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, we actually have a doctor later on that you'll hear from talking about the evils of benzodiazepines. Okay, when I yeah. when I came across this clip, I this, this was this was taken as a, a I believe as a trigger clip for the two of you yentas to to uh, rant. We've discussed tattoos on her arms, which she is pleased. Yeah, okay. So I know Emily has ink. I have ink. We are both extremely fucking proud of our ink. There's not a mm-hmm. there there's nothing fucking wrong with us just because we have tattoos. It's not a side effect of hi, I have mental so, illness and this is how you can tell because I have tattoos. That is a really fucked up preconceived uh stereotypical bullshit. Well, I am of the camp that believes that they are a sign of mental illness. It's like a warning to everyone around us. They used to be rites of passage. You've accomplished a thing, now we'll etch it into your skin so everyone who you meet, who sees you, can read your little badges and know, use a real one, okay? That's how it used to be. Now, 
me personally, just speaking for my own flesh sack, tattoos, A, helped with my flashbacks. I can look down at my tatted up arms and legs and say, hey, this body today has tattoos. We didn't have tattoos way back in the Wayback Machine. But it also sends a message to other people. I will spend a pretty penny to be physically uncomfort or <laughs> to be physically uncomfortable for extended periods of time. And that don't bother me. I pay for it. So something has to be a little loose to sit for tattoos to the extent that I have. Now, Lydia's tattoos. How many tattoos Hers, do you have? I have 16. Okay, so you have slightly a couple of more than I have. Yes. I think I'm currently sitting at somewhere between 13 and 14. I'd have to sit and actually count my pieces. I have over 90 hours in the chair. So, I mean, I love my tattoo guy. It's wonderful. I don't know if it's ADHD or trauma, but like I'll, 45 minutes in, I'm asleep. Best nap I ever had. <laughs> right. So, uh, but that's, so for me, it's socially acceptable self-harm. Nobody's going to, people would look at me sideways if I had cutting scars. My millennial crowd, our emo phase, bro, we just started bloodletting ourselves. That's just, that's all we did was cut ourselves up. Lydia is that side of our generation. Like she's on the ass end of it and it was real popular. So this young woman was a cutter and all of her scars are on her forearm and the tattoos that she got are to try to distract from them and also remind herself of, we can move forward. This may have been part of us. It's not all of us. There's videos where she explains it, and I kind of knew that that's what she was doing. But um, it is a assholy thing, an ignorant thing for the therapist to have made notes of. Exactly. And not gone into further detail. Right. It was a very blanket like, statement in yeah. just... It, it basically was the backhanded, not so many words way of saying I she has it, tattoos she because she has issues. Now, I can, yeah. I can say I take the other side of that aisle. Every tattoo that I have is not associated to a trauma. It is truly well, a piece of representation of my life, my mantra. It tells the story yeah, yeah. of my life because each yeah, one is tied to an event. Right. So mine are strategically placed on my body for those reasons. But what they are is of my own choosing. I have a few original pieces. I have a few um, like familial people. Like they have a story. They have a meaning behind them, whatever. Um, but the, the parts of my body that they are on are for a reason. Right, and and that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I totally get that. I, I don't that's, necessarily that's, I think, think mine are on specific parts for specific reasons. No. But and most people aren't like that. And I don't. I like. I don't look at people covered in tattoos and be like, "Them's are for flashbacks." No, I'm like, that's just 
I would put that there. That's the piece of the body that art goes on. Yeah, I mean, you know. when I started getting art, um, there the lingering thought in my mind was when I'm bouncing my grandchild on my knee, I don't want my my sweet little baby grandchild to look at me and say, Grandma, why do you have an alien ripping out what of your that? arm? Yeah, I want to yeah. be able to tell the story of each and every piece on me and not Same. have my grandchild or something have like horrification because you have some murder clown with a bloody hatchet busting yeah, out of no. your calf. I don't I don't want to have to explain anything at the hypothetical PTO meeting. I'm right. Good. And I think that's another reason why uh the two things that I've always been really adamant about is not having hand or face tattoos. And I mean I have nothing against anyone who does have one. It's just my personal choice not to have one because especially with now I'm trying to get into the corporate world, essentially, I am sure that if I'm going to have, you know, a, a job that requires me to speak to people, go to faraway places where tattoos may not have the same understanding as they do here and I want to be able to cover up any ink that I have if necessary and having it on your face or your hands makes it all but impossible to cover. Yeah. I have one hand tattoo. I don't really care. I but was that camp for a very long time. It's not huge but that either. Was because like your hand tattoo is very small. It's very small. Unless you're shaking my hand, you're probably never going to notice it. Right, um, exactly. But that was when where you're finding yourself, I'm going to be a grown-up. I'm going to have a corporate job. I can't do this. That was when Emily accepted, girl, this ain't the life for me. I am meant to be minding my business, raising my kid, staying my ass at home. So just get, let's get this over with. Take me out the workforce. And, and there's nothing wrong with it that. It didn't like, work because I, I got jobs after that. But I have complete respect I, for that, especially yeah, because of the fact a, that, like you said, it's a very small piece. I could see me having a small piece like between my thumb and forefinger or something like that. But my son has a fucking Assassin's Creed symbol on the back of his hand. Ah, I have always wow. hated that tattoo because I'm like, dude, do you understand? That's what his people oh. get. It's either some video game ode or some runes. I don't give a fuck what the symbol is. I care where he put it. Put that shit anywhere but the back of your fucking hand or your face. You ain't a gangster, son. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. So. Um, Life choices. All right. Wait, I've got one more Lydia clip. And this is this kind of blew me away. With, and, and, I, cause, and, I, and I labeled it. I didn't know exactly what her age was, but it seemed like that this was an awfully early to be having this diagnosis. Patient has unexplained young onset arthritis. It attached in hands and ankles. Now has tender half of knee. May benefit from from rheumatology appointment. <laughs> yeah, it's just. It, yeah, I mean, but you know, again, you know, diet would probably do something with this. Now, so uh, part of that, uh, I feel, and have started to look more into, and it's also out there in the ether. Um, that Gardasil that they were pushing and still push on. Oh yes, the yeah they were. Yeah they were talking. Yeah, that, that's been. It's been uh, no agenda has been on that for a long time actually. One of the side effects is that it will activate your arthritis earlier, and it's called juvenile 
arthritis. Right. So I don't know whether or not this young woman had it, but I do know where she lived, her age, her demographic. It is highly probable that she got that one. And that may be a old school vax injury. I don't know. But it is at 19 years old. I did the math, by the way. Um, she was 19. Or she was 18 because it was like June or July. She turned 19 that December. So 18 years old. This is what this young woman is handed medically. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty. Yeah. I mean, I wrote down 17. That was my guess. So not too bad. I yeah. Mean, I not guess too so. far off, man. Exactly. But now now you also get the, So the next thing you talked about was the, was this was this character, Dr. Bregan, which I which um, and you just gave me a bunch of clips from that. I, I pulled a, I pulled a few things from. So um, so you, you want to talk about how you found this Dr. Bregan uh, guy, because some of the stuff that this guy says is pretty and pretty um, well. It doesn't surprise us. Let's put it that way. When, when we know we know the truth, but uh, you want to you elaborate? I will. So, Doctor Bregan, um, he sued Eli Eli Lilly back in the day over um, Ritalin, right? So that's that's where he gets his feet into this fight, and that's where I found him originally. Um, but in these clips that we have he discusses these medications for these made up diseases being neurotoxins it's not something that your brain can process for long periods of time um, and it's called medical spellbinding and it's a process where <laughs> you're taking a medication. It's not having positive effects on you. It's rather having negative effects on you. And you begin to reinforce the effects of the medications as if it's a good thing, as if this bad feeling that I have now or or bad repercussion is better than being unmedicated, dealing with this made-up illness that they have told me I have. Um, and some of them, some of the reactions are good, and it's desirable, and it works, and everybody's doing great for a while, but there's no, <laughs> there's no safe amount of time to take a neurotoxin. There's, it's zero. Zero is the safe amount of a neurotoxin. Precisely. Yeah. So, all right, I guess, I guess I'll start with, by playing the first clip here from, uh, from Dr. Bregan. And what, uh, which podcast did you get this from? Uh, this one actually, uh, where was this? Oh, you didn't get it from a podcast. A this, no, that, that's, I'm sorry, that's the other guy. But, uh, so this, yeah. this came from a this Dr. Came from a YouTube. Bregan's, I think, is from... Just a lecture he was giving. Okay, all right, gave you. All right, well, let me. All right, let me. Let me. Let me hit the first clip here where he where he uh, drops the bomb. There is a simple way to understand psychiatric drugs. They are neurotoxins. They poison brain cells, and because they are so neurotoxic, they not only destroy brain cells, which are the most sensitive cells, so they destroy them first, 
They destroy liver cells often, they destroy thyroid cells often, they can destroy uh, skin cells, produce terrible rashes. So we're talking about very destructive drugs. Well, that's that's a pretty bold statement to to start with, and and, and I think it's uh you know, and I think he, he sort of goes, you know, keep, he keeps going into it um, here, and this is uh and and yeah, and he 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 uh, he leans in a little bit more and talks about it, you know, uh, how that plays out. If you read the label, that is the full prescribing information, which is a document created in partnership between our Food and Drug Administration and the drug companies. You read one of these labels, you find out what a toxin is like, especially a neurotoxin, because there are pages and pages of the manifestations of neurotoxicity. Yes, and then, you know, of course, you, yeah, I don't, I don't even dare read the side effect uh, labels of any drugs. I'm better, I'm better off not taking the drugs, honestly, in most cases. Well, we argue that all the time, that ultimately your best option when it comes to big pharma is don't. Yeah, exactly. No. No is a complete sentence. Yeah. And in fact, I think this Absolutely. is so, you know, with it, you, you, you kind of give that as a preamble of it's like, yeah, these drugs are bad. Well, he, he actually starts telling you exactly how, what, what happens with these drugs. You keep taking them. Since the brain has limited toxic reactions as infinite creative reactions, you write Shakespeare, you know, the brain's infinite creative reactions. But when you damage it, it gets very stereotyped. Everything gets simpler and simpler. So all the psychiatric drugs and neurotoxins, they end up with a common final pathway of what happens when you simplify the functioning of the brain. So if you take any neurotoxin, arsenic, it doesn't matter, alcohol, in, in big enough doses for a long enough time, which psychiatric drugs always do. They always give big enough doses or they wouldn't have their effects. What you get is apathy as the energy, what I call deactivation, as the energy of the person is reduced. You get occasional euphoria, artificial high, which usually diminishes in favor of the apathy. And because they afflict the frontal lobes, because they all massively cross the blood-brain barrier, they're hitting everywhere in the brain. That's why they're different from a knife wound even into the head. They're more damaging than that. Because they're infiltrating the whole circulatory system of the brain. It's encapsulated, but every drug is tailored to get in there. So it's going through the brain, it's infiltrating the brain, and it's got to eventually hit all of the emotion and intellectual centers of the brain. And when you do that, the brain just becomes indifferent. It's close to apathy, but it's a little different. You just don't care anymore. You're just not engaged in life anymore. Nothing quite matters to you as much anymore. That's pretty. It's, it's pretty bad when the, 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 these drugs. It sounds like that they're, they're causing the problem that they claim to be solving. That's what it sounds like to me. Again, I refer you to the uh, hot flash medication. The side effect. The side effect of which was hot flashes. Yeah. The. And that's where. I really want to. We'll circle back to all of these um, diagnoses made up, all the medications given for a made up behavioral issue cause neurological changes and subsequent damage. So, f for example, 
if we have someone say, I have depression, I have the big sad, we're going to say, here's a Zoloft. We're not going to say, why do you have the big sad? <laughs> why do you feel that way? What's your sleep like? What's your food like? You drinking enough water? Do you know that the big sad is a side effect of dehydration? Fun fact, by the way, in case you didn't know. Um, before we asked any of those questions, here's your Zoloft. Go take this pill. And while you're taking it, it's going to rewire your brain to want to take this pill because you think that the pill is going to make you feel better. But we're still running around with the big sad. And we got the Zoloft running around in our brain, putting in new networks, writing in shitty bits of code, corrupting files. And we still have the big sad. Yeah, it's like Fumboy and I talk about all the time. Like, when you have one of these fucking people go completely off the reservation and start shooting up a Walmart or a school or something, well, nobody ever is fucking that asks, because what medications are they on? What are they eating? That's never a question that the media well, is asking. When they do tell us they're on antipsychotics, do, do we choose to believe that this person woke up one day, their meds stopped working, and they went full-on rage mode no or it's, it's not an overnight thing it's not like you wake we, up and, and flip a fucking switch like i was a human being yesterday and today i'm going to be a psychotic monster do we acknowledge that the actual changes happening to their brain put them in that state of apathy <laughs> corrupts any of the existing files in their brain that says Humans are inherently good. Don't go in there and shoot them up. Like, it is, whatever medications they're on has corrupted that. It's not in their brain anymore. And they don't have the ability to come out of that apathy, right? So then you're in this zombie mode, like a slave exactly. to the benzo mode. Um, it's just a, it's a really weird thing that medicine knows is happening, but they actively ignore the outcomes of it. And Weirdo just made a fantastic comment in the chat. He said, guns don't kill people. People on SSRIs with a CIA handler do. There is... Yeah. I'm going to beat uh, the to death on that one. What? That is exactly it. There is a reason why. As a proud concealed carry permit holder, even though I don't need it in my beautiful state, I am definitely on the side of stop fucking saying, oh, guns kill people, guns kill people. Okay, then forks make people fucking fat and pencils misspell words. Let's be real here, okay? Not one of my goddamn firearms has ever jumped up and started barking fire without being in my hand. Fire, 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 And, fire, and I can fire, assure fire. you, okay, nobody else's have either. Guns don't kill people. Unhinged motherfuckers kill people. Me Over-medicated people kill people. And, and actually, okay, so now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the next clip here because the, the, the nefarious thing about these clips, I mean, when I labeled this clip, I mean, this, this is, this, these, these drugs are fucking nefarious. And then, because, I think it's because of the frontal lobe injury, you develop what I call medication spellbinding. You develop the inability to understand the effects of the neurotoxin. 
So the technical term that I use in the literature when I develop this concept is intoxication anosognosia. Anosognosia is a concept that developed in neurology that when portions of the brain are injured, you may not recognize the injury. Even you get a stroke on one side and the hand uh, doesn't move anymore. Uh, you may not even recognize it because something happens that you begin to lose the perception of yourself. Losing the perception of yourself. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, That's what these drugs seem like they're trying happen. to do, is they're trying to turn people into fucking zombies. And in fact, I'll play the last clip. When the entire brain is infiltrated with a disease process like encephalitis or a psychiatric drug, and they're very similar. And encephalitis, I've written books and articles in the scientific literature about just the psychiatric drugs mimic encephalitis. So when you do that, you get this, this really drastic indifference that eventually becomes intoxication and anosognosia. You don't know what's happening to you. So you get patients who are walking around like zombies on your psychiatric ward, and the patient doesn't understand the depth of this crushing effect. The family does. So the family comes into the hospital and they have a little meeting with the patient who's sitting there like and any enough of any drug will do this. Yeah. And it, it's, it's just, it, it, oh my God. I mean, I, I don't even know. It, it's the, the, just listening to this just makes me disgusted. The fact that people are on these drugs and, and, it, and they make it so easy to get these drugs. I mean, you just have to go in. And and the, yeah. You know, I love that. Phoenix has made mention of hot flashes, and that only leads me to think of menopause. Yes. Um, the same way that women are <laughs> constantly medically gaslit, aside from that, um, when we go into menopause, like we don't, no doctors take that seriously. And most women in perimenopause or menopause are at almost like a 70% guaranteed gonna end up on one of these medications to try to mitigate air quotes mitigate the side of or the the process of uh menopause yeah because when you go through menopause, perimenopause pardon me right but when you're going through perimenopause and menopause there's all this chemical change in your brain, kind of exactly. like puberty, kind of like puberty, kind of like moody. after childbirth. Think, yeah, yeah. think about your brain when is you're learning a how teenager, to brain. and you're getting yeah, ready your brain to go is through how puberty. How to your fucking brain goes off the deep. You know, you have yeah. a child who's of that age mm -hmm. that, like, oh once a month, your child turns into a fucking little like glob zombie that is yeah. moody and pissy and we are too you know we, brain yeah we yeah, sure. we still going through women it women have a little and, roller coaster <laughs> it takes us all months to get through yeah and it it bugs me because instead of doctors being more holistic because we all know do that doctors are ultimately just legal drug dealers let's just be honest yeah. you know paid pharma shills Instead of being understanding to a woman's needs that her brain chemistry is changing, her body's changing yet again, like it wasn't bad enough when we started the fucking factory. Now, when you shut it down, there's this whole fucking uproar. And 
the you know the go-to Occam's razor answer. Here's a pill. Here's a pill. Yeah. Here's a pill. And that's that's the part that bothers me the most is that it's answer number one, and we have been conditioned to trust the experts, to believe that these doctors have gone to medical school and deeply value the individual as an individual, right? Like they want you to live a long, healthy life just as long as you want to. Okay, but That's here's not the thing. how it you, operates anymore. You, you had mentioned the fact that Dr. Drew Pinsky was on the Roseanne podcast. We were talking about it. Oh, Doctor um, Drew. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So so Vinny Turterich knows uh, Doctor Drew, and actually, and they and, and actually they've been on. They've yeah. They, 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 it's in in a similar circle. So go on. Yeah. So. Nice, yeah, yeah. But the, the the whole reason why I brought that up was because he has in one of Vinny's documentaries, he talks about how much education they're given in medical school as far as nutrition. And, you know, he kind of did a little funny thing like, you know, let's see, you know, this is it. Oh, none. Like Absolutely nothing. And yeah, then it's they like one set, day. Yeah. We'll then they this set information. These, these people out on the mm -hmm. world and you're confronted with, you know, something that could easily be. It's not enough to need a psychiatrist. But it's just, uh, Doc, I need a little bump here. And until we federally legalize and just fucking deregulate, deschedule, just fucking let us grow it like a tomato, until we have marijuana to help deal with a lot of the shit like the menopause brain and everything like that, we're going to continue to have paid pharma shills pumping unnecessary chemicals into our mothers, our sisters, our daughters. And essentially, it's not any better for the guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, it's shitty for everybody. It's just, oh, the medical system kind of only exists to mitigate women's risk to society. So yeah, the, well, the male casualties in all of this is a fun, profitable bonus for them. Why are we such a threat, though? Have you ever wondered why women are because such a fucking threat? Because we have a special set of skills, boo. Well, yeah, and we can make we new humans. Are using right. not only that, but like the way our brains work, the mm. way we work. I think you're all missing the obvious thing. She got the pussy. Oh, that's the Occam's razor. But <laughs> seriously, we apparently are such a fucking threat to the establishment. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you ever seen some? Listen, they ain't called Karens for nothing. They make shit happen. Oh, my right? God. Tiny House Imagine for Life if, hates that fucking term. She wants it banned. And I, I mean, I call them Brenda's, but that's because only Brenda's that I've ever met in my life are with the shits like that. I don't know a Karen that's with the shits like that. So here's the thing. I don't know um, how this all started where they were become they were called Karens. Like it literally could have fucking been Betty's, one. Emily's. It could have fucking been anything. Yeah, it could have been anybody. Yeah. Right. But ultimately um, at the you know, at the end of the day, I, I think that people just need not 
get all up in their assholes over everything. Like smoke a fucking joint and take a breath, folks. It's not really that bad. We understand the world's on fire. So be like those of us who have shrunken amygdalas. A, tune into No Agenda. And B, grab the fucking marshmallows, a camp chair, and a fucking long stick and roast some fucking weenies and marshmallows and laugh at the shit because that's all you've got. Otherwise, you're going to end up on some of this fucking pharma because you just can't cope. Well, or, or, or I think the I think of the uh, the, the album cover to uh, um, is, uh, the Super Tramp album Crisis. What crisis? And if you've seen, if you ever Ultimately. seen, this, yes, it's basically the guy sitting there with the you know the sun lamp on, looking like you know sort of you know, lounging, and meanwhile the the world is a uh, shit around him. So uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a pretty apt uh, description. That was in, that was in the '70s, folks. <coughs> so. Um, now I wanted before we uh, I think I think uh, a good way to sort of break this up is I so I, I pulled some clips that I had that I taken from uh, from Dr. Georgia Ede, who's actually a Harvard trained board certified psychiatrist specializing in nutritional and metabolic psychiatry and she and, and she's I been featured in, in Vinnie Tortorich's uh, uh, documentaries and 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 is big on and, and you know is trying to get and, and has uh, you know trying to figure out she figured out that when she started eating better her brain started working better and so you know and she's she so she's she's a big proponent of you know proper diet will actually go a long way toward fixing some of these um, some of these issues. And we've spoken of it. Yeah. So I, I will start with the, you know, so, so we, she talks about the fact that uh, we, you know, we, you know, we, they you know, talk about all these made up conditions that they're putting in the DSM, right? Well, you know, that's uh, yeah, that, I think, I think this sort of cooperates that. Psychosis was exceedingly rare prior to, uh, in, in traditional cultures, prior to the um, introduction of modern foods what exactly it was about those modern foods we can't be entirely sure yeah but it so you know the, so this so these psychoses you know they they they're clearly there's not a whole lot of uh, that you know that this this is you know this is yeah you know, it seems like it's it's being created and or made up or both right um but that th this is not something that you know this is not something that that historically we have never had to deal with i mean no so, and not on such a grand scale it was never nine people in the village were a little lulu it was the one guy in the village over who was the shaman the uh what were they called i don't know like he was the, the medicine man spirit yeah the medicine man right he was the one connected to the spirit world it was seen as a superpower almost because it was so rare <laughs> But like, but look at saying, again. Look at the diets yeah. back then. And you yes. didn't have a run to Crystal or McDonald's no. or anything. You had the fucking meat that you preserved that you know you and killed and and whatever uh, seasonal harvest vegetable you had for survival. There was none of this. Open a can of Chef Boyardee or go fucking order a pizza from Damaho's or or Pizza Slut. Or or um or um you know, or go or go get some ramen you know I mean I yeah know. none of that get stuff. off my um, ramen and we could go <laughs> closer in the future or I mean in the time machine fast forward a little bit when we took hemp out of the food chain in America that's when coincidentally like the cancers started popping up it's a weird like medicine found them but also we didn't really have people dying of lung cancer back in the day people died whatever um but that's something 
that we know that we can see actual changes happen to the humans that consume the food after the hemp was taken out of the food supply. Once the cows were no longer eating hemp, then they were eating the the corn. The nutritional value of the meat has changed. That's funny. We um when we did the episode on beef itself, uh, I believe we talked about, and I had actually sent a text message to the farmer who we get our beef from. Oh yeah, they, we, we actually yeah we, they and, actually stopped by today. Um, we had, right, we yeah. got we got the second uh, roast for. Uh, Christmas dinner, but we, uh, I had actually sent her a, a message cause we read an article about how these cows were eating CBD or hemp or something like that. And, uh, it was yeah, translating to now. the meat, right? It was translating mm-hmm. to the meat and it was making it, you know, enriched. So I made the joke to her. I'm like, Hey, I'm like the next, uh, quarter cow we get. Can we get some of this, uh, you know, hemp CBD fed beef, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get, you know, the stakes will be really high. And she thought it was funny. That's a good one. Uh, in my utopia world, snap my Thanos fingers, everything is the way I want it to be. All the meat that we eat eats hemp because our bodies have an endocannabinoid system that requires cannabinoids to run the human body the way it's supposed to be run. Uh, like that's, well, that's that's why these paleo folks of our nutrition. have. I think these paleo folks have have got kind of a point with the way that they're eating, and it's interesting because I had said to Phone Boy, I believe it was this morning, we were just kind of laying in bed, chit chatting and whatnot, and I'm like, I'm sure I've asked you this question before, but I'm gonna ask it again because, damn it, my brain is tapioca. What is it about soy that's so bad? Why is soy sauce a no no for us? An estrogen mimicker. Well, yeah, there's that, there's, there's like a whole yeah. host of uh, so why. When, so in tomorrow's show, we actually have a story so to, to, yeah, we'll, we'll, we will actually talk about that uh, exact topic. Right. Because he looked it up. Um, so basically like nobody should ever fucking eat soy. That's just the bottom line on that whole situation. And I wasn't offering a, an opposition. I just wanted to fully understand why is this something we don't put in our body and that way, uh, you know, because I'm trying, again, as you all know, I am trying to take normal recipes and make them more NSNG where they're healthy and we can enjoy something that's comfort food without the hot, fresh garbage ingredients in it. And I mean, so far it's working pretty okay. I highly recommend pork skin nachos. I'm just going to tell you there's an amazing like mouthfeel to a pork skin nacho. It's, it's, it's just a special thing. But nonetheless, some chicken cutlets and chicharrones the other day. Oh, very nice. Delicious. Oh, we're, ta- we're talking. Yeah. We're talking food here now. Mean, mean, yeah, we keep slipping subject. into food. Yeah, so we're, we're so uh, so uh, get through a couple more of these clips, and then we can uh, then we can uh, go to toast and jam and and, and really t- and talk about maybe talk about food. I don't know. Um, we sure will. Yeah. So all right. Anyway, we so so we're gonna so now Georgia Ede talks about um, the sort of the sort of one of the theories that they, that they use in psych in psychiatry in terms of like treating uh, well these made up conditions. We often think of mental illnesses as neurotransmitter imbalances, you know, problems with serotonin, which we think of as a happiness chemical. It's much more than that. Um, 
we think of dopamine as we associate dopamine with motivation and we associate dopamine with pleasure um, and uh, we and and then these these neurotransmitters which some of you may not be familiar with uh, glutamate and GABA they're actually the most um, prevalent neurotransmitters in the brain they're widespread and they are uh, you can basically think of glutamate as the brain's gas pedal and you can think of GABA as the brain's brake pedal and it's the balance between these two that determine how active overactive or underactive the brain is so yes it's true there is some truth to these neurotransmitter theories um, the, the dopamine one is fairly strong for psychosis for example um, the glutamate GABA one is, is really gaining momentum in, in depression and psychotic disorders and bipolar disorder so yes there are neurotransmitter imbalances but again what is causing them yeah, and she she asks that question, and 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 there's and she gets into some of the you know there's get some some of the diet stuff here. Now I actually think this 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 next clip the reason I had pulled it or originally because um, because I know that uh, my mom was actually iron deficient. In fact, uh, she had to go into the, I remember that uh, um, she had her hysterectomy done. That 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 it, it was kind of a problem because she didn't have enough iron in her blood. So it's a, you know, that, that that's it, another thing that, that happens is when you get your girl parts took out, it fucks with your hormones. And well, instead and of finding all of these ultimately kind of sort of are is hormone dysregulation. Right. Because your GI tract is full of sexual receptors, sexual hormone receptors. Right. Like that's why. <laughs> I'm not going to go that dark, but, um, ladies, that's why we have funky tummies that time of the month, right? Like that's because all these extra hormones are flowing through our body and they got to go attached to somewhere. So to the GI tract walls, it goes hello, queasy, make me vomit, poo my brains out, funky tummy. But <laughs> that's, that's also the reason for, um, morning sickness it doesn't always yeah. happen in the morning but that's it's a anytime. major contributor right. is yep. all of those extra hormones that are swimming through your body that need to go somewhere mm -hmm. so they go through your gi track and they're like hey we're pissed off Let's so we're gonna here. make whatever we yeah. attach to pissed off and then the next thing you know <laughs> yep you know and the way that our body gets the ingredients and okay so the food we eat animal products specifically uh cruciferous yeah grains. why do you think vegans are so goddamn sick and have to take all those supplements they're not yeah. getting the natural well, stuff from the animal products and yeah. i mean we've had so vegan we rants constantly about the fact that yeah. they think like oh, i'm saving the animals like no sweetie right. uh the animals that are being needlessly slaughtered and the meat not used so that your vegetables mm -hmm. can grow yeah no you're not you're doing exactly the opposite of what your intended outcome is and you're getting sick and fucking dying too because you have to take all these supplements big pharma for the loss if you ask me just eat a fucking hamburger or a cheeseburger even better because cheese is life <laughs> but yeah you, you get the micronutrients from the food and then assuming you're a midnight toker um your endocannabinoid system is properly fueled so then that triggers your homeostasis which is 
your body producing all of the hormones, all of the other chemicals as it should, when it should. If only one of those things is being done, then you get a half-assed result. If neither of those things are being done, you're meaning fucked. you're not a midnight toker and you're a McDonald's man, you're boned. Your recipe for failure. It's going to suck for you. Life's going to be hard. So if you don't have the two things working together, and even aside from being a midnight toker, if you're paying attention to your micronutrients and you're getting what your body needs, it will produce what it is supposed to produce. Your body came out your mama's womb capable of doing everything it was supposed to do. I mean, aside from being born with diabetes or other stuff, don't get fucking nitpicky. Don't be dumb. <laughs> but, like, your body comes out able to do all the things it's supposed to do. Yeah, our bodies are amazing machines. We just have to listen to them. And again, we go back to the... <coughs> we go back to the... Uh, um, whatever it is, the comparison thing, like you can either put 87 in 87, or you can put 93 in. It's all your choice. How you want your body to perform depend and in every way from your everyday get up and go be a, a cog in the machine or go be a fucking superstar. Like it's all dependent on you, what you do, how you fuel your body. Because what you put in ultimately matters in what you get out. Your brain performance, mood, <coughs> physical ability, it's all related to what you put into your body. Good in, good out. Garbage in, garbage out. And the neurological cost of not eating right not fueling the machine properly and then also maybe taking medications or having life happen um depending on how your neural network neural network already is like you you might be doing more damage in a day then your body is capable of creating. So like, let's imagine our neural networks as a set of railroad tracks, right? On a normal day, your brain can lay four railroad ties worth of tracks, okay? Let's not fuel it right. Let's not sleep right and drink enough water. Let's add a little dash of razzle-dazzle trauma of being on planet Earth now, on a good day, your brain is only going to be able to do the four, but you're ripping up two. You're, you're ripping up two. You're lighting them on fire. They're going to sit there and smoke for three days, buddy. But those, they'll have to be replaced. So you, you almost self-sabotage on a neurological level when you don't do the things they have to do. Eat the good food. Think the good thoughts, consume the good content, don't let the outside world go too big. And I can actually speak to the whole, like, what you put in, because if you've ever gone two to three days with no food, no water, 
I assure you, your mood is going to suck. You are going to be the biggest dick to everyone around you because your whole body is just in fight mode. You're like SpongeBob dried out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Great reference. 100%. Yes. Like SpongeBob dried out. Yeah. All right. Back to Georgia Aid. Yes, back yeah, to Georgia. Yeah, thank it's thank, a thank you. Okay, I got because because we're going to talk about um, iron deficiency here and what it is. Iron deficiency is rampant, um, and uh, you know people think of iron deficiency uh, in, in women in particular. People think of iron deficiency as a blood problem, but iron deficiency. Uh, if you are, you also have a brain problem. Yeah, well, my mom definitely had a brain problem with uh, with her with uh, the, but uh, in addition to having yes, in addition to an iron deficiency. So I assume those things are related. But so I mean, these are things that can happen as as, as a result of you know, and this is actually fixed with diet or I mean, I guess you, you take supplements for it, I suppose. But but you know, you do have to, to supplement it. But 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 eat a goddamn steak. Yeah, you know? that, that's 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 my that's my supplement right there now. I think, but I think, um, you know, and I think, uh, we, you know, we, again, we talk about, you know, the fuel that goes in and I think this is, a, I think this is a good place to, um, well, to get to, to get to, well, the cavalcade of stupidity, we'll play, uh, we'll play this, uh, this last trick on, on the standard American diet and well, how it, and how it impacts things that, well, might impact the brain. Okay, in wait. terms of the signature ingredients in the standard American diet, the SAD diet, they really are the refined carbohydrates and the refined oils. Both of those ingredients are very powerful promoters of inflammation and oxidation. All of these uh, mental health disorders are strongly linked to inflammation and oxidation, just like so many other illnesses are. Yeah, so... What I was going to say is, I've always found it interesting that being called the standard American diet and the acronym for which is SAD, because it truly is SAD, the shit that our government thinks that we need to be eating. Like, I had this stone thought in the shower the other day about how they really are trying to kill us. And it's very evident that they're trying to kill us by the fact of the yeah, food that they produce, the garbage that they put in it, the shit that they allow to be in the food, and the fact it's all circular. We're going to provide you and feed you shit, which is then going to make you sick. Well, we've got the solution, don't you know? Hello, Big Pharma. Yes, yes. That comes all up in the thing. Now Big Swingin' Johnson, like we can save you, but not from us. Because, as I've always said, you go to the doctor. Doc, I have a problem. Here, take this pill. Doc, that pill caused this problem. Okay, we'll take this pill. Before you know it, you have a gallon-sized bag of pills. You don't know what half the fucking pills are. You just know that your medical drug dealer, your pharmacist, has instructed you to take all of these medications. When, yeah. at the very beginning of the whole thing... You could simply have changed what you put in your body by way of the food, the choices. I know they're trying to take our freedoms away inch by inch, but you still have the freedom over what you put in your gob. And ultimately, good in, good out. If you don't want the inflammation, you don't want the oxidization, you don't want the pain, you don't want to weigh 500 pounds, it's really simple. 
change what you put in your body, change what you eat, it's going to be a domino effect and it's going to improve the way you see things, the way your body performs, the way you are. It's all circular. Yes. And with that note, I think we will, I think it is time for the cavalcade of stupidity. So I'm going to hit this little button here and then we're going to talk and then we're going to hear from our friend Sir Ref Cybertruck. <laughs> Pedalheads, and welcome to the Rev Cyber Truckers Cavalcade of Stupidity. I know it's supposed to come later on in the show, but I figured I might as well get my favorite twisted Christmas song in first. Psycho Stick is one of my favorite absurd comedy bands. From original songs like Bruce Campbell to parodies like The Current Example. Even though the lyrics are about that jolly old St. Nicholas, the music definitely isn't. A parody of Rob Zombie's Dracula, this is Psycho Stick, Zombie Claws. It's tradition, cheer, and festivities. Play the full version of the uh, cavalcade. Uh, cavalcade of stupidity. Thank you. Yes, we. You know that's that's a beautiful thing, Rev. When you, since you get to you get you you get the first crack at this, and, and and yes, and we knew you would pick something that would be appropriate for the for the for the uh, for that for question. the occasion, for the, and, and you always do. Yeah, we do. Okay, so now, um, all right. So because we are doing this a little bit differently, that uh, uh, because we have Emily here, we we don't um, we don't have our normal place where this is done. Uh, so we we kind of have the so the, this is, I guess the toast and jam is where this is going to go today because we have a, we have a story that's well worthy of the, the um, what we, usually what we do is the, uh, the what's Phoenix cooking segment of the show. Well, what, what, what are, yeah. So uh, you want to, you want to, we, we definitely have, uh, we definitely have a good one for you here. Brought to you by Carl's Jr. Fuck you. I'm eating. Welcome to Costco. I love you. But I don't fucking love you today, Costco, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you what we're eating, and I'll tell you why we're eating it. So we originally were going to have 
broccoli cheddar soup. We got three different kinds of cheese. We got a big bunch of broccoli and I made up some really delicious two quarts of my chicken stock that I made went into this soup. It was beautiful. It was delicious. Guess what the fuck I found in my soup? Fuck you, Costco. I used their frozen broccoli. Guess what I had a bunch of? Fucking little bugs in my broccoli in my soup. I have to now waste an entire three mother fucking quarts of broccoli cheddar soup. Fuck you, Costco. This one's going to cost you. I want every... Tastes like poop. Yeah, you know. yeah, I know they want us to eat the bugs, but they can eat shit. I am literally demanding every fucking bit of the money that I spent for the cheese, the onions, the broccoli that's getting returned along with the rest that was purchased. I now cannot trust any broccoli from Costco, and I am offended because instead of having a delicious cheddar broccoli soup for dinner, we're relegated to meatballs and sauce. I'm not happy. I'm a little salty. Yeah, well, that, yeah, trust me. That was uh, when we we were, we were um, yes, as I came upstairs, I got the message from the matriarch that, uh, yeah, you need to come downstairs right now. It's bad. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's, that, that, and, and, it yeah. started with the fact that there was this bug that uh, almost looked like a maggot almost. And I thought, That's weird. But okay, every once in a while, sometimes shit happens, okay? I I wasn't freaking out until, because, okay, I need to explain to y'all. I use fresh cracked black pepper. I have a pepper grinder. It is literally the only pepper that I use. So yes, pepper flakes float on the top of things that I cook. And I thought at first, oh, there's a lot of pepper flakes floating here. But then something in me said, wait a minute. That doesn't look like a pepper flake. So I removed it and looked at it and it was a bug and it had a lot of friends that were floating on the top of my cheddar broccoli soup. And that's, and I was on the phone, uh, FaceTime with Hempress Emily when this happened, the sheer look on her face mirrored how I felt. I, it was, um, it was every slow motion realization that you could imagine. I was witnessing. It was terrible. But to lighten the mood, I told her about the old CEO telling the new CEO that he was going to kill him if he changed the price of the hot dog. So I thought I got that was a funny. Chuckles. But um, as a Costco member, you have every right to go up in there and be like, what the figgity fuck are y'all trying to pull here? I will take my money back. I will not buy broccoli oh, from y'all anymore. Yeah. You cannot be I'm, trusted. I'm 100% going to have... I'm not kidding. I'm make. I'm making you come with me. You're going to have the receipt for, fa- for yeah. Food City for all that fucking cheese. And I assure you it wasn't cheap. 
the onions I had to buy because our soup does not cost a lot of money to make, except for when you think about the fact that an entire quart of cream costs $6 and change. And not to mention the cheese. I mean, we were easily probably $30 worth of stuff, not even counting the homemade chicken stock that I used to make this soup. The amount of money that we paid for that broccoli, which I understand we'll get back, but I want some goddamn compensation for the fact you ruined my dinner, Costco. Your shitty Kirkland organic. That's the pisser. That's the real kick in the crotch on this. Is organic buzzword for bullshit. It's supposed well, to it's mean organic. There's, there's no pesticides. Yeah, I get that. But it also, um, I thought the, um, what do you call it? I thought the standards were more strict for organic, which is just Oh, my brain broke, snap, gone. Phoenix melted the fuck down and I'm freaking out in my kitchen because we are literally not figuratively within 14 minutes of the beginning of the show when this happens. I was getting ready because the way I do the soup is I will start it on the stovetop and then I will put it in the crock pot to keep it warm because basically it's already cooked. You know, the, the amount of time it's going to sit on warm, it's going to soften the broccoli a little bit more. It's going to be beautiful. And Jesus Christ, I'm glad I didn't decide to add bacon because I'd have been even more furious at the amount of money that is going to end up going to the sewer system here in the great state of 10 IC because, oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm so offended of this whole situation because y'all know how much I value what I cook. I absolutely cannot put out a subpar product. I will beat myself up so bad if what I'm making for dinner, because we also include photographs of this. The last thing I want is to have something that looks delicious and then tastes like somebody wiped their ass with it. I'm just not playing that game. And again, you know, I'm I'm fully aware of the fact that Klaus Schwab wants us to eat all of the bugs. You know, we, we've all heard that shit on No Agenda about how he's all like, oh, you'll own nothing and be happy, you know, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, no, uh, not about eating the bugs. Not, not now and not ever. And especially not from Costco. Fuck Klaus Schwab. So exactly. No. So and, and I think with that, um, I think we've I think we've uh, I think we've uh, bugged out that story. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> oh, where's my losing horn? Womp womp. That was that that was cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So. All right. Well, I think it, I think it's time we. Where's I think it's time we. Embarrassing. I think, I think it's I think it's time to play voicemails. Because uh, we this that is that so so we wanted you to all weigh in on the topic of what's your favorite where's your favorite twisted Christmas song two five three two three seven three three two one you can call in like uh, this caller did. Hi hi hi! Happy Festivus, everybody from Boy and Phoenix and Mitch. Uh, we guys are having a fantastic time. Got a lot of problems with you guys, and you're gonna hear about them. First of all, I mean, come on, why does that thing ring for so long? I mean, it's just going straight to vocal mail unless you guys, you know, are doing live calls. That's a, that's a grievance right there. But anyway, uh, I appreciate y'all, though. Anywho, um, favorite twisted song? 
I mean, the 12 days of Christmas is weird. We were just, uh, we're doing a, we did a Christmas with a friend of ours and he's big in the office. So we're watching some office Christmas, or we all are, but we're watching some office Christmas specials and, uh, Andy was given, uh, doesn't matter, but was given one of the gals, uh, like the 12 days of Christmas, like all the, the birds and all that sort of stuff. And, it was like a surprise, and then she's like, "Whoever's in the office, can you please stop doing this?" Because she had like claw marks on her face and stuff like that from from the different birds and whatnot. So I mean, that's a twist of tone. Um, also, there were uh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. There's this band. Uh, I don't think it's still around, but Family. Yeah, I don't think it's around, but Family Force Five, and they did uh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer, and the video for it. I think it got pulled. I don't know why, but it got pulled offline. But uh, I did it years ago, and it was it was pretty funny. Though. It was like reindeer and like Santa in a pickup truck, and they had a gun, and they were like hunting down Grandma, Mrs. Claus, and uh, or whatever. So that was that was it was quite funny uh, visually. So I guess that's a twisted song. Um, yeah, reindeer got retribution. Funny because reindeer are uh, actually female. Well. Like the reindeer that you see, because the antlers, the female reindeer still have antlers in the winter. So, anywho, fun fact that I recently learned from, I think, my wife. Um, yeah. All right, well, I love you guys. Die dangerous. And, uh, you know, if you find that tinsel too distracting, put that pole up. That's what she said. Uh, and, you know, go ahead and stay dangerous and give a heart attack. Just give a heart attack at the end. I think Mr. Christopher Battles. Give a give a heart attack. I gotta Thank you that so much for that. I still have no idea what song it was he said that was his favorite twisted Christmas song. Uh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Okay, yeah. I, I I thought that that yes, which know. which is a great song by the way. I I, I was uh, so in high school I could actually sing all of the words to it, and apparently there, so there's a, there was these. Uh, Twins from um, I don't remember exactly what part of the world they were from, but the, but they were they were very impressed that I for whatever reason that I I knew the words to this. Uh, Did it get you laid? No, it didn't get me laid. Unfortunately, then it doesn't have any fucking. Yeah. It's useless. Yeah, well, hey, it, it, it was a nice little, <laughs> it's a nice experience. There's the caca. Roasted. Oh, oh, good lord! Just oh my roasted. god! Okay, you guys so, absolutely did right. not see what I saw when I hit phone boy with that. The face that Empress Emily made on camera <laughs> was worth the price of admission. She was just like, "Oh my fucking god!" Like I had just totally I said went that. Big ad. Yes, she did. And I, I have to say, like. I can't stand that fucking song. I'm not going to lie. Since I was young, I'm not a fan I either. could not stand that song. And no. I think it's mostly because I one day will be a grandma myself. <laughs> and fuck running over me. Get out of here. That's right. Rude. Okay, you're good. Yeah. Here we are perpetuating <laughs> the myth of the big fat man. And you have the audacity to brag about running over grandma who has kept your bullshit lie alive for however many years she's been on the earth. Yeah. I don't know. It always yeah. seems a little rude. <laughs> well, I know she was drinking too much eggnog. Hey, yeah. I don't have anything against anyone who likes that song. I'm just saying me personally, I hate that fucking song. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, we should, we should probably, uh, let, we should probably, uh, let the next caller weigh in. And then yes, we should. Let's, let's do that. 
What's up, everybody? Uh, it's Weirdo and family here. Um, what is your favorite Twisted Christmas song? Well, I've got some guests, so we're just going to go with uh, favorite Christmas song. So, Doodle, do you know what your favorite Christmas song is? We wish you a Merry Christmas. All right. Gabriel, what's yours? Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells. Pooh Bunny, what's yours? Rudolph the Insane Reindeer. Rudolph the Insane Reindeer? Yeah. Psycho oh, Angel. Rudolph the Psycho Reindeer. There we go. Um, as for me, uh, uh, my childhood, um, you know, back then, uh, the worst thing you'd find on the radio was Grandma got run over by a reindeer. And as a kid, I always thought it was pretty hilarious. So um, I'm sure we can get much more twisted, as we probably will in Studio 33 tonight. But uh, for me and mine, that's that's what we got. Anyway, uh, hope everybody's happy and healthy. Love you. Bye. 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 That that was fantastic, weirdo. Thank you for involving your human resources in that voicemail. It was you mean, you mean abusing your human resources. Yes, abusing the little wee babe. That that's right. He's 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 propagating the kind of child abuse no agenda uh, definitely promotes, which is the uh, use of human resources for yes wonderful purposes. Exactly. All righty. So we've got, um, okay. So I guess I should, I guess, um, okay. What is your, okay. Well, I think we need to actually go around the horn here. We have one more voice. Uh, uh, yes, we do. We, we do have one more voicemail here, but I think we have to go around the horn here and say what, what ours is, is, uh, there is, I mean, I have, there's so many I could, uh, I, I, I could, uh, you know, I, I could of course, uh, uh, do, do, but I think, uh, my favorite is probably, uh, uh I, um, there is, there is a, ver- a version, what was it? Stan Freeberg did a number of, um, parodies of Dragnet and one of them was a Christmas one. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the, 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 the Christmas, uh, Christmas Dragnet, I think would be my, uh, uh, you know, would be my uh, my demented song, I guess you could say. So, okay, what is? But so, what's yours? I just want to go on record saying I fucking hate Christmas. It's a fucking sham. But that being oh, I don't said, dis- I don't disagree. But that I- being said, it's a bogative fucking holiday, and I will not participate. However, I have so many damn twisted Christmas songs that. Because that is my official fuck you to the holiday, it is really hard to choose which one would be my favorite. I mean, obviously, um, Weird Al, uh, his his two we played last night, uh, yeah. Christmas at Ground Zero and yeah. The Night Santa Went Crazy. Uh, very much love those. A lot of Bob Rivers got played in my house. Um, like I said, I fucking can't stand Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. If we never hear that song ever, ever, underline ever, again, I, I won't I won't cry. But there's uh there's plenty of good It's getting played tonight though, I'll tell you that. I, I will I, I will deflate your balls and I don't mean the one you're sitting on, sweetie. <laughs> Do not play that horrible fucking song unless I'm very drunk or not in the fucking room. But anyway <laughs> I, it's it's really hard to pick just one, but if if you make me pick just one, I would have to say 
It's too fucking hard. It's like picking your favorite kid. No. Um, I don't know. I... I would have to say it would go it would go to the the Weird Al, um, the Night Santa went crazy, because yeah. I mean that that's the ultimate like yeah that exactly. yeah that that's dark it's demented and I like it. All right, and then and so so Emily, I guess you get to you get to weigh in on this. Uh, what, what are you? Uh, what is your what is your favorite? My twist? favorite is Leroy at the Redneck Reindeer. All right. All right, we'll have so, to play that. Um, all right. Wonderful. Okay, so we have one more voicemail here. Uh, and so let's see. And by the way, we, I, I have to bring this out. So I, I, we got a text message. that says, hi, how you doing? Do you give deep tissue massages? Well, maybe in another life. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's hilarious. Um, but, you know, it actually does kind of make me wonder. I wonder if that's from when I was thinking about getting my license back, if I had actually given no, I, a I don't think card so. I, to someone. No. Possibly yet. I'm just saying it could happen. Yeah, but uh, I want I want to play something out though. So, all right, there is there is one song that's not a twisted Christmas song that every year has to be played in my house, and I don't know if I mentioned it last week because our subject was, you know, what song do you have to hear for it to be Christmas, and. I know Phoenix Jr., who is in the chat, would agree that you absolutely, no matter if you love or hate Christmas, you have to listen to TSO's Christmas Eve Sarajevo. That will change your life. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, then you've got the other side of that for me is uh, the uh, Mannheim Steamrollers uh, Silent Night. Uh, the, 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 yes. yes. And actually, my uh, Phoenix Jr. just put in the chat Rusty Chevrolet. And I completely agree. We we played that, actually. Uh, did we play that last night? Yes, we did. Yes. Friday. Wait, 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 wait l- last night was Friday. Friday. Jesus. You know what? These time slips are killing me. Okay. Can, I, uh, I really need to be better at looking at, like being present because yeah. losing days okay we need to we need to play this uh, one more voicemail here this yes, we do. Uh, so uh here we go hey y'all uh my songs are 12 pains of christmas and rusty chevrolet and i have another one the drunken lady singing the 12 days of christmas love y'all hope you guys have a good show and that's it have a good day guys love y'all bye bye Bye. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Wookie. We love you too. And yes, the the drunk lady singing the Twelve Days of Christmas definitely has got to get played. Uh, don't forget, y'all. We are going to be live after No Agenda tomorrow, which of course is Christmas Eve. Yes. So we will definitely be doing some fucked up Christmas songs on Christmas Eve, as well as interspersing them in the Studio Thirty Three uh, lineup this evening. Yes. Including the ones from our voicemails and the cavalcade of stupidity. That's right. So, um, all right. I think we are now to the second half of the show, and I don't think we, um, this, uh, th- th- we're not going to lead into it with any sort of clip or anything. But uh, so, um, so to continue down our, or the, the path we were going to go down. Uh, so, so Emily, you, you had brought to us a Dr. Jerry Marzinski. Uh, um, where did you find this uh, fine gentleman and, and um, you know, and, and tell us a little bit about him? So I found Dr. Jerry Marzinski on a fairly new 
show called um, Nephilim Death Squad. <laughs> yes, Nephilim, like the Bible. Um, he, they had him on, and Dr. Marzinski has worked in the psychiatric field, that part of medicine, since 1968. <laughs> he spent many years working with the criminally insane, specifically schizophrenia patients. Uh, Jerry has seen all the possible representations of mental illness that you could imagine. Uh, he's been left believing that some of these mental illnesses are not just in our head, but rather the effect of spiritual intervention to, to some degree with some of these disorders. Um, and his, his medical career and also his in-practice experience, I think really gives him a very unique view on this. And I tend to lean more towards it considering what we've talked about thus far tonight. Um, if you're not fueling the machine properly and then the machine has, we'll call it rust, um, any sort of adverse effect happened to it, right, then it just is not going to operate properly. That's to be expected. What's not to be expected <laughs> is things like schizophrenia, specifically. Um, those, like we said earlier, they used to be like the medicine men. They used to be that connection to the other dimension. It was a very rare occurrence that that manifestation of mental illness presented itself in humanity up until we started fucking we started fucking up real bad by not eating real food by being on slow trickle of big world trauma by you know just life happening um so <clears throat> in this conversation in these clips mind you nephilim death squad that's the <laughs> That's the realm that they're living in. That's their reality. That this is a biblical spiritual warfare, right? But also, Dr. Marzinski has been in medicine, has paperwork since 1968. So, don't write it off as completely DeLulu, but he's well-versed on this. <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, we are also going to open up the phone lines two five three two three seven three three two one for anyone who might want to weigh in also on the topic that we're discussing about the evils of the psych drugs and you know as we'll get into here the uh, the horrors of the benzodiazepines. Yeah, exactly. Which now I think is I think we'll start with this first clip here that that where uh, uh, Marzinski talks about uh, talks about what these drugs actually do to your brain and, and hint I think we played a similar clip earlier. You know, the big pharma treats us like biological machines. Those drugs that they're dishing out are for the most part very toxic, especially the antipsychotic drugs. They rot your brain out with long-term use, and and they lie about it. You know they. They won't tell the patient how dangerous these drugs are. The, the antipsychotic drugs are some of the most dangerous drugs used in medicine today. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, that, that's. Uh, and you know. we and Dr. all Bregan know it. Said the same thing. 
Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, these are neurotoxins. They rot your brain slowly. Yeah. It corrupts what's already there and prevents anything new happening. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny because these drugs, I mean, you know, and again, we, I talked about it when we were, we were playing the clips from Lydia. It seems like she was, uh, you know, she was, you know, it's acting like she's on tranquilizers. Well, that's kind of what these drugs, uh, that's kind of what these drugs that's do. That's what a few of the medications that yeah. she's on do is they are sedative-like drugs that they, they essentially do what I consider turning you into a zombie. They just mm-hmm. make you complete. It's not. It, you know how phone boy and I are always saying the opposite of love is not hate, but indifference. Yep. In essence, that's what these medications are doing. They're not necessarily making you They're happy. They're creating a state of apathy. They are literally flatlining you. They are not. Yeah, you're like a gray you're rock, not, a gray blob. Right. Exactly. You're not happy. You're not sad. You're just you're maintaining. Just yeah. And that's, I, I should have said it earlier, but with Lydia, I don't see her being medicated in a way that makes her better. I see it as being medicated to sedation. Yes. It, it, it's not a, it's not like you went and you have high cholesterol and your doctor says, take this pill, adjust your diet, we'll do blood work. Like, there's no blood work you can do for BPD. There's no blood work you can do for PTSD or CPTSD. There's no blood tests for these made-up mental illnesses. And the effects of these medicines are sedentary. Like, they ultimately sedate the brain on a very small, essential level. Yeah, it's like it's, it's almost like a power switch. It's almost yeah. like looking in the mirror being like, "Oh my god, my nose is broken. It looks so horrible." Instead of getting your nose fixed, you paint the fucking mirror black. That's essentially what I use as an al- kind of, as yeah. an analogy for that. Yeah. Well, and, and then they and then they basic didn't we basically say in some of the earlier clips that yeah, these it makes it so that you don't even recognize the damage that's been done. Exactly. Because if yep, it, it creates again, that. the the frog in in the water. If you put the frog in the boiling water, he's going to jump right out. But if you put him in and slowly heat the water, he's going to boil to death. Yeah. And that's what these drugs are doing to people is you're boiling to death in your own mental, you know, in your own mind yeah. arguably. Yeah. Well, these are, yeah, so I play the next clip here where they talk about, well, in fact, again, we've played the, we've kind of said the same thing in another clip, but yeah, these drugs, uh, they kind of dope you out. My aunt, uh, she would actually neglect her medication. So when she was on her medication, she, you know, you could have a conversation with her, but the way she described it was like a sort of a dulling effect, almost as if these things are like sedatives. It's like, we can't really identify the problem. We can't solve it. We can't fix it. And so let's mute. Yes, That's exactly. Right. And so the, the that experience was so negative. Yes. And that was so negative for her that she would rather have the, the, the experience of multiple personalities uh, than to be on the on the uh, medication. And so, yeah, that's we, it's like a terrible Band-Aid that is not at all addressing the actual issue. We just no. sedate them. Well, I mean, uh, there's shenanigans going on back here. But yeah, so these. Yeah, I mean, I that, don't know what, you know, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, that's what you guys I got video going on over there. 
you know, it's, 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 you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm sitting over here just running the stream, you know, I don't know, I'm, I'm playing and, and being a clip monkey and all that, sh- and all that shit. But yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's what it seems like when, when people that take these drugs. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like that the life, the life goes out of their lives somehow, you know, and it's, a, it's again, we talk about the eyes, you know, how we talked about your smile yeah. with these medications, you look into the eyes of the people who are taking these medications and there's just no light there. Yeah. And, you know, and of course, the yeah, side- it's like nobody's actually home. Yeah. Well, and, and exactly. And then and then we talk about the side effects of these drugs. The side effects are awful. They're just God awful. Um, and then they don't even tell the person the worst of them. You know, they'll, they'll tell them, oh, uh, it'll blur your vision. It'll, there'll be sexual dysfunction. You'll feel a little, you know, drugged up. You'll be a little groggy. Uh, you know, the common side effects, they'll tell the patient. But they won't tell them, hey, with long-term use, it's going to rot out your brain. It's going to rot out your central nervous system. It's going to rot out your peripheral nervous system. They, they, they don't leave it. They don't put any of that out. They don't tell them about the akinesia and the nervous th- disorders that it, it causes. Matter of fact, at the state hospital and, and some private hospitals, that's all they know to do is to drug these people. So when these side effects, these these nasty neurological side effects start, they'll give them another drug to sedate them more so they're not feeling the, the side effects from the antipsychotics. Gee, that sounds fucking familiar. It's like, oh, take a drug to deal with the side effects of the of the drug that was causing, that you took for the, to deal this with the side effects work, of so another drug and, 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 it's, and, and add nausea. So um, Exactly. Like I said, it's a big you fucking it, circle. Yep, before you know it, you got a Ziploc baggie full of medicines. Yep. And you don't know what half of them do or why you're on them. Yeah, exactly. This is one of the other reasons why I say if you have a doctor that you can trust, have that conversation with your doctor. If you have concerns, if if he wants to put you on a medication, ask him the important questions. Don't just blindly go, okay, I trust you, so I'm going to take whatever pharma you tell me I have to take. And then we wonder why. We end up as vegetables or we lose our fucking minds because that's essentially what these drugs are doing is they're stealing people's minds. Yeah, they're definitely doing that. And, you know, of course, there are other therapies, um, but, you know, they're taught in, in, in college that this is all there is. You know, that these drugs are all there is. There's a number of, of uh, different energetic therapies coming out right now that will deal with most psychological problems that the big pharma and and psychiatry and psychology don't want you to know about. Well, it's not profitable. I mean, that's, that's the honest to God truth. It's, you know, they they get to sell more drugs and, you know, it sounds like, you know, to them as they don't see, they don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. But, uh, well, like they say, a patient cured is a customer lost. This is true. And also that requires more effort of the provider, of the community, of the world in general, right? Like if we had a set expectation of we're not going to give neurotoxins to people, that would mean that our food producers would have to stop polluting the food supply. Exactly. Our doctors would have to allot us more than... 17 minutes and 48 seconds and a quick flow chart of symptoms like yes no no yes if if we got more of that then the solution wouldn't be take this pill this company makes money i get a kickback but that's too hard 
that makes other people have to be a little too accountable. Yeah, and we all know that accountability is something nobody wants to take any part of. Well, That's no, where the I, biggest problem we have is, is we have an entire generation and, the people- and society of... I didn't do it. It's not my fault. You know, it, it, it's the Bart Simpson thing. I didn't do it. Nobody saw me do it. Exactly. Yeah, so. And aside from like people not wanting to be accountable, these doctors are only told to prescribe medicine. It's practicing medicine. It's not healing people. It's not solving metabolic dysfunction, dysregulation. It's practicing medicine. Yeah. No, we don't so want spend... we don't want to solve the problem. We want to continue no. to put a band-aid on a broken bone and call it healed. Yeah, we, 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 yeah, the the, the pro- problems are profitable. I mean, that's just that's just the way it goes. I mean, I got to write and I've got to write that down because uh, you know, Well, that's it's kind of like if it bleeds it leads. Same general theory that uh, yeah. trauma is Profit. Yes, and and of course you know, and and of course one of the biggest uh, markets for uh, Ritalin these days is uh, kids. You know. Oh my God! Yes, my kids were prescribed basically the same thing. Yeah. Uh, And and then I got to. I've got to. Yes, I'm going to play it. You know, it's just it's 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 just coming by the truckload over the border. It tells you something about our government at the present time. Yeah, and Ritalin. Yeah. You know, they're putting they're putting more and more kids on Ritalin. Uh, I mean, they got they got tens of thousands of kids on Ritalin now, and, and may, maybe even more. I have the, st- the statistics somewhere. But uh, you know, and they move on. They they move on from that. I asked prisoners who who were put on Ritalin as kids. You know, well, you were feeling as good as you you had in a long time. You were able to concentrate. Why did you keep taking more and more meth? Their answer was, I don't know. And they don't. That's the thing. Again, this is why I'm I'm such a proponent of ask the doctor questions. I know you're all trained that, oh, we have to respect our elders and, oh, we can't question authority figures. Bullshit. Bullshit. You absolutely can question the authority figures and you should be questioning the authority figures properly. In the proper context, you have the right. This is your care. That's why they have you sign that little piece of paper when you go to the doctor or you go to the hospital that says you're consenting to be treated. In that signifies they are asking for your consent for them to do what they're doing. That does not mean that at any point in time, if you do not agree with the care that your doctor is providing, that you cannot rescind that consent. You have every God-given right to do so. And in that encompasses ask questions. Ask why. Don't just blindly take a medication because the doctor says you have to. Do not just blindly give your children medication because they've gotten a bullshit diagnosis of ADHD or ADD or ooh, whatever. Guess what? They're fucking kids. They're fucking hyper. They're going to be jittery in their seat. Sometimes they're going to have that day where they're super fucking distracted. It doesn't mean they need to be pumped full of big pharma and made into little compliant zombies. I know that's what the government wants. But how about as a parent, you make the decision because it's your child. Yeah. 
This do you want a little zombie or do you want a kid who's got that bright life yeah. in their eyes and who sees the future with the optimism that they should have, that a child should be allowed to have? Yeah. And, and we, and, and, and honestly, you know, and they're diagnosing them with conditions that are well, uh, bullshit. The duplicity is incredible, especially with their DSM. It's the Bible of, it's the Bible for psychology and psychiatry. The, uh, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, completely made up. All these mental illnesses are completely drained up by this, this, this panel of psychiatrists that meets every couple of years, and they just make these things up. They, either, they vote them in and they vote them out. You know, it's, it's a complete work of fiction. There is no test to, to test for any of the, the mental disorders in this group. In, in this book. And it looks impressive. You open it up and here's all these numbers and subcategories and, and it, it looks like a, some scientific thing. It's far from it. It's a joke. You know, it's a, it's a series of uh, behaviors that these people have pathologized. You know? So, you know, every single one of the more than 296 psychiatric disorders in the DSM-5 uh, and later have been completely made up. Now, I think to follow that up, now this is, okay, so they're currently on the DSM-5, which means there's been four other versions of this, right? So Yes. And so I think he talked, so Marinsky talks about the fact that, well, the, the bullshit's just gotten more and more with every version. The list of fabricated mental disorders appear to be increasing astronomically with each edition of the DSM. They make more of them all the time. They have to use these, these categories to charge uh, insurance companies. You know, in 1952, the DSM listed 106 psychiatric disorders. In 1980, there were 256 of them. The DSM-5 lists 297, and they appear to be fabricating more with every edition. You know, there are two-thirds of the psychiatrists on the board that are making these things up are associated with Big Pharma. They're, they're getting kickbacks from Big Pharma. You know, not one of these 297 medical disorders has a defining lab test or any other kind of test to diagnose what these things are. There are no blood tests. There's no lab tests. There's no x-rays. These are just classes of behaviors that are made up by psychiatrists and voted to be a mental disorder. Yeah. Now, we'll even take this a step further. And I was this is, of course, given the the drug commercials. Uh, that are out there um are you you know ask your doctor if uh, you know if uh, if my big pharma is right for you well of course of course it's, 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 we you know we want you to be right and so yes and this is you know they're they're encouraging people to ask their doctor if these drugs well, are right for them what's worse right now too is that uh, talk about a layup for the pharmaceutical industry and the medical apparatus that surrounds it is that we are now in this epidemic of, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, I notice it constantly, people who are more than happy to self-diagnose. There's like sort of a cult of personality that's developed around um, re relating to or, or you know, claiming to, oh, that's, that's like, I can't tell you, TikTok is inundated with... This is how to know that you have ADHD. Not only that, this is what if you have this going on in your life or that going on. And it's some of the most benign 
inconsequential things uh, that they'll go, this means that you have ADHD or this means that you have that. People are, there is a sort of a reward system, a cultural reward system set up uh, around self-identifying as having a mental illness. This is something that I've noticed like is rampant. As somebody who was diagnosed when I was a kid, I find it uh, horrible. To just hear this, there's almost a, it's almost become a fad. Well, that like is, you get, I think, an accurate way to put it. Well, not only it, it's a fad, but of course it's, you know, it's, it's supported by big pharma advertising. So of course, you know. Yeah. And he with the biggest purse controls the narrative. Oh, you're and sad. You must take, you must take forget. my drug and be happy. Yeah. Lest we forget that it's only us and New Zealand that allows pharma advertisements. When I found and that out, where do we out, have the most mental illness? Exactly, or America. Exactly. <laughs> when I found that out, I damn near shit. I'm like, what? You mean we're yeah. one of only a couple countries that actually has big pharma advertising? And then we are surprised when countries that we see as being, I'll say it, less than America, or you know third world or whatever the fuck these people are leading innovations because they're not just being funded by trumped up bullshit they're actually putting in the work and the research to try to do better in the world i.e mexico i.e israel okay wait a minute i'm trying to hit the button here uh there we go um, so there is, uh, I've got one other clip here that from the, from this, uh, Marzinski thing, which I, I, I um, that, uh, that I, I, I listened to this and I went, yeah, this is, uh, it seems like, uh, well, you know, I mean, it, it, people talk about, uh, sentient, um, you know, sentient artificial intelligence or, you know, this, I, I labeled this clip, uh, social contagions and sentient mental illness. It seems like mental illness is becoming, uh, Sentient? I don't know. We'll play it. Yeah, it's uh, 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 leech trolls in the chat actually just said it's social contagion. I think that is uh, uh, that's what it's become. These uh, obscure, hard to diagnose, no 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 test, no background for it, no actual evidence that there's a chemical imbalance. These things have become social contagion, and that is. I mean, we're not only are we one of it's only us, and I believe um, uh, uh, where did they film Lord of the Rings? Not Australia. There's another place I forget what it is. Two, New Zealand, uh, New Zealand, and the U.S. are the only two countries, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know if it's changed since I learned this. That actually advertise uh, for pharmaceuticals, and yeah. so the this is a payday for you're doing the work of these, you know, uh, pseudo intellectuals, these these uh, uh, medical uh, professionals who would be diagnosing. You're doing it for them, and you you go to them and you go, well, now it's not. Well, I saw a commercial. And the commercial said, if you experience A, B, C, and D, you may be, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you, you may have this disease and may be eligible for this medication. Now it's not even that. Now it's happening for free. Nobody has to pay the advertisers. TikTokers are doing it. It's on social media. These people who aren't even paid by the industry are telling you that it's this sentient. is... Yeah, they got the ball yes. rolling. They're, exactly. Yeah. So the whole thing perpetuates even without the, 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 the you know, the, 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 you know, you can, you can say, oh, random people are doing it, you know, that we, you know, we wash our hands of this whole thing. We, we didn't do anything wrong. Nothing to see here. There's no gambling going on here. I mean, but again, me. we are so used to that at this point, or at least we should be. 
This is this is why I've literally said they're not trying to hide this shit anymore. They're putting it out in the open because they think we're all too stupid to see it. It's kind of along the same lines. Not only are we too stupid to see it, we have been conditioned to not even look for it. We've been sent to public schools that have taught us to soldier, not think. Again, cookie cutter, no individuality. Yep. They yep. absolutely gone to college. It. Phoenix Jr. in the chat right. can actually talk to the effect that because he was and one of those original kids who knew who he was, knew what yep. he wanted, and they could not break his fucking spirit. And I assured you, they tried with every ounce of their being during his Wow Mustang. Yes, very much so. They they tried and failed with him. He and is that's, he is one of us, I assure you. Yeah, that's the most nefarious angering part to me is that humanity needs people who think different than the hive we need people who will say damn if i use this stick on this rock it'll give me some what we eventually will know is leverage and then i can move this heavy thing by my damn self that's fucking cool yeah, that's the we thing. Knowledge people... is power, but they are trying to stifle that knowledge, exactly. calling it yes. misinformation and disinformation yes. and trying and to then steer also... you away from it. And that's why we have to continue to raise our voices up and keep saying it and keep saying it. Yeah. For, for the people like Phoenix Jr., who were fed to the machine, tried to be chewed up and spit out of it, came out all right. I have not taken pharma medication for any of my issues because for the same reason I ain't never touched a Ouija board. <laughs> Something in my brain says, that ain't for you, boo-boo. And thankfully, I guess, when I was in public school at that vulnerable age, my life was stable enough that I didn't present with the symptoms of a traumatic existence which is what this ADHD and literally any of the other things in the DSM, it's a coping mechanism for an adverse experience of existing on this oxygenated, oxygenated rock. I, 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 that actually <laughs> reminded me of something. I need to tell a story, actually, because... Yes. Um, because Phoenix Jr. was such an individual and spirited young lad, and they hated that, they, of course, labeled him, quote unquote, special ed. Okay. It absolutely pissed you them off. You either go special off. ed or gifted and talented. Right. Well, they yeah. went gifted and talented, but on the special ed, you're fucking, you know, not rich side. So you're not physically disabled so bad. It absolutely pissed them off so bad when they had to take him off of the special education curriculum (laughs) because when he tested, they didn't have the numbers to support him being in it. And I saw them get frustrated and irritated that they had to like there were literally people questioning like. How can, Why do you we know, have to? And 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 I and yeah. I know they they even made an announcement to the effect that we don't ever 
we're not really sure how to do this because we've never had to take anyone off of it before. And it was like, well, surprise, motherfucker. Yeah, they, they, they don't. Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing is like there's not enough awareness about the adverse effects of it. And also parents are conditioned to trust authority and also... And schools system. have too much fu- public schools have too much fucking authority when it comes to children yeah. anymore. And the well, sad part like is the big system because parents have given it. them that authority because parents don't want to deal with it. They've all but yeah. tasked teachers and school officials with raising their children. And then we wonder how we end up with stories like this girl who was forced into becoming a transgendered boy because the school system was like, yeah, you're now a boy and took the rights of the parental unit away while not even, you know, the the parental unit didn't even realize this was going on. And the whole system facilitated by the affordable care act. Yes. Again, you know, we, we've heard all about how at 12 years old, you can make these decisions without any parental knowledge, which I think is disgusting. If that's the case, then why don't we just fucking give 12 year olds carte blanche and you don't have to be emancipated at 16. You can do it at 12. You can run your own fucking life at 12. Yeah, that's going to work really good the for the fucking system. Yes. Which is basically a whole lot of what government is filled with is pedos. You can you can see that was where... an involuntary outburst. I apologize. <laughs> no, do do not apologize, please, because you are not wrong. Twas my Tourette's. It is ridiculous the way that they are continually cutting. It's it's death of a thousand yeah. paper cuts when it comes to the parents. They're trying, and it's from all to... angles. Yeah, Every, but, everywhere. But every time you give the school even a tiny bit of authority in your child's life you are contributing to the ultimate destruction of the the parent and in so much as the rights that you have basically you will have the right to pop this child out of your body at which point in time the government then takes the child and takes over that that's basically what you're moving toward every time you give an ounce of Power to the school system, to the government. Dang it. Gulag. So I just had the intrusive thought of we gave up orphanages, but now it's basically like an orphanage. Yeah, kind of. That's what public school basically is. You lump them in with the other people, however they're raised, whatever they're exposed to. I got one word for you. Good luck. Matilda. For, yeah. If you think about the movie Matilda, yeah, that sure. school really kind of reminds you of the horrible orphanages and ultimately the schools you now have if you look at it through I a little mean, bit of a different lens. Bro, don't even look at it through that big of a different lens. I'm if not you're saying a that big school parent, different. no shade, volunteer for your fucking kid's classroom. Volunteer to do something at the school once a year. Get a good look at the yeah. people your child are subjected to. It's yeah, th- wild this, out there. This parent-teacher shit. Uh, yeah, they're... Okay. Wild. I equate parent-teacher conferences to the fact you know you're under the microscope. It's like being warned, you're going to have an inspection at 3 o'clock today. So you know, come 3 o'clock, you're on your best fucking behavior. 
You are snapping yep. to attention. You are bing, ding, dong. Yeah, parent-teacher conference is the same fucking thing. They know that the parents are going to come in, so they have to make everything look just perfect. The illusion. Yeah, that's why, that's why I, I don't fall for that. When my kid went to public school, I went to the maidens. That happened once a month. I got on a committee, helped run the school carnival fundraising event. I did the hearing and vision check. I helped out with after school programs. I was all up in that school. I was looking at everybody that my child was being subjected to. And now she's homeschooled. <laughs> yeah, because so, what you saw, you went, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Exactly. Hell no. Exactly. I did not all but put my child in a bubble for this. Yeah, no. And, and sadly... Uh-uh. You are an anomaly in so much as there are a lot of parents out there who don't have as much. I'm not going to say that much time or they don't have as much. You can do something, though. It's more of I don't buy the bullshit excuse that, oh, I don't have time to do that. I can't do this. Stop saying can't, folks, because can't is a word that needs to leave your vocabulary. Currently unable to. Right. That is the new can't. Yeah, currently unable. currently unable to that will then trigger your brain to say how could i be able to and you will open the portal to problem solving and also <laughs> ladies gentlemen because i'm not going to be sexist about this i, I don't care don't who buy organic yeah don't buy organic <laughs> save money <laughs> right save Absolutely. money don't buy organic yeah you can and, fucking and fuck Costco. cut a day of work but um, no, what I was actually going to say, like on on the serious, is stop making the shit excuse that you don't have time to cook your children a decent meal. If they are sadly subjected to the finger coats nutrition that the government provides through school, if they're eating a sad diet. Yeah, they gonna be sad. Right. So, I mean, and, and I'll tell you where I take this from is my cousin who has two children who were roughly about the age of my own children at that time and still are. Um, she had these little fuck trophies in so much shit that by the time she got home from work and ran them to whatever obligation they were in, she did not have time to cook a proper damn meal for these children. And it used to make me fucking nuts because I'm like, bitch, it's called a crock pot. It's called set your fucking oven that your meal is going to go on at X time. You know, you can do it when you get home from work. You can prepare it, put it in the fridge and then, oh my God, Martha, you can put it in the oven and set it up. So it turns on at a certain time, cooks for a certain amount of time and then turns its ass on to warm. You can have a meal waiting for you when you get home. Folks, stop cheating your children by feeding them fucking Carl's Jr. and Hardee's, which is the same company, you know, Burger King, Taco Bell. Dude, insert any fast food garbage that's shoving down their gullets because you have them so overstimulated that Jimmy has to be in soccer and basketball and football and track and stop it. Fucking stop it. Just stop it. Let them be babies. Yes. Because Make them that... move piles of wood from one side to the other to burn some energy. Yeah. Teach them how to chop wood. Equal hand-eye coordination. Let them help you in the kitchen when you're making said dinner. Yep. 
You know, interact with your children. Believe me, they need it and they'll thank you. Uh, definitely, we'll do that now. But so, most importantly, so, don't give them neurotoxins. Th- well, that's true. Yes, yeah, stop okay, okay. medicating so, the so, children unnecessarily. So, so Emily, you're going to have to set this clip up for me now because I have not listened to it because you gave me a time code. Oh, I said, boy. okay, I think this is, I believe this is the time code you wish. So I'm hoping that I did this correctly, but you will need to. Actually, I think she wanted it played at the end of the show. All well, right, so wait a minute. We get, we'll play it now. I no, love that. I, you were saying yeah. you wanted no, it at the brand. end of the show? Well, this is, we're almost at the end, no, so it actually it's, 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 we'll it's appropriate. It okay. Roll it on. It's perfect timing. Okay, all right. So gonna... this, is, this is where we all have this funny feeling that it's somehow on purpose and serves a purpose, and we just got to deal with it. Play the clip. Um, dramatic weight loss, loss of appetite, and increased irritability. And so mm-hmm. that year, I got into an incredible amount of fights. I actually had to go to the Scared Straight program in order to graduate <laughs> from middle school into high school. And to me, that sounds like I imagine meth addicts are pretty irritable. And I also see them getting right. very thin, and they don't seem to be focused on eating very much. No. So, you know, with a, with somebody who really has ADHD, you give them Ritalin or Adderall, and they fall asleep. It's the yeah. exact opposite. So you were misdiagnosed, and they kept you on an amphetamine as a kid for that that month of time. Now, so get, my, the, get the my, get the amount of kids that are on antipsychotic drugs. Over eighty five thousand kids are on antipsychotic drugs. These are the drugs I was telling you about that destroy the person's brain. So they're rotting out the brains of little kids that are that's under in the age of five. That's in twenty seventeen, and it's much higher now. Imagine right over, after COVID, that spike. Jesus Christ. Yeah, over th- oh, over yeah. th- 389,000 are on anti-anxiety drugs, which are addicting. These are kids. You know, these people have no morals whatsoever. I mean, it's like incredible the what this, they're doing. The root of this is to get children to adhere to a failing public schooling system. Right. This school system is broken. The general public schooling system across the U.S. is broken in so many different ways. Children are not finding it to be um, uh, engaging. It's not fruitful. They're not they they don't want to be there. Right. This is essentially many children describe it as prison. Right. This is a, 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 a pseudo prison system. And because your child will not uh, bend to the rules and adhere to the system properly, then you go to a medical professional who says, put your kid on meth. It's almost like one government institutional system that is a failure or a complete success feeds the other. Like mm. in the education system, we can talk all day about what's wrong with it. I homeschool my kids because I don't fuck with that stuff. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's a failure done on purpose to feed the next thing almost. It's it's disgusting. It's 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 horrific. I mean, they want it. They want to. They want you dead, and they want to have sex with your children, and they think it's funny. Is what constantly comes in my brain whenever I think about this. They think it's funny. Well, I, I actually got that clip pretty good. I think, uh, and holy yes, shit, sir, you nailed it. You did amazing. Yeah. Yes, and so, I did that from waveforms. I'm I'm, I'm in time codes. I'm, I'm, and that's my life experience. My 33 years on this earth, the shit that tells me (laughs) that this place is an active dumpster fire. I have no choice but to believe that it's the systems feeding into each other. 
creating this nonsense that we're all dealing with. It's a perfect storm. Yeah, hurt begets hurt. Uh, trauma, the generational, like, not that the Nazis won, but like, evidence suggests they might have won. There's too many things actively happening to negatively influence the human experience to the benefit of governments, uh, douchey, tippy-top of the pyramid people, whoever, quote-unquote, they are, right? Like, that's, there's too much of it to be simply coincidence. Yeah. And like we said earlier, they hope that we're too stupid to see it. Yes. We're conditioned to not even look for it. But then when we do see it and we do call it out and we have conversations like this or anyone else before us, they actively dismiss it almost as if they're laughing at us. Like, oh, so glad you noticed what we're doing. We're going to carry on anyway. Exactly. They know. They don't care. A a state of apathy, if you will. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think... um, so I think we've I've, I've got I've got a couple of more clips from Georgia Eid here that I think we'll 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 play because it's obviously these drugs that they're prescribing they're not so great. It seems like you're better off uh, <coughs> if you actually want to fix the shit in your brain. <coughs> don't consume that shit. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm having a. I'm I'm trying to give you some fair and equitable mute buttons so that you don't blow <laughs> out the uh, eardrums of the listeners with your coughing fit. I I think that, you know, there, there's one big lesson to be learned here. Drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. Because ultimately, like, no good can come of this big pharma bullshit. Yeah, and... And I think, um, but I think, you know, these are, these are some things we talk that again, affect the brain that we've talked about on this, um, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, on, on the Lotus effect and, and, and. It really is about, you know, we, you know, we talk, you know, we talk about it, you know, insulin resistance is, you know, one of those th- we, things we've talked about. And it, it's a, it's one of the metabolic diseases, but it's, you, you're, you're, you've got, your, your body has more insulin in it than it knows what to do with. And it, and, it, mm-hmm. and you know, it becomes, insulin's one of those signaling things that if, uh, over time your body become desensitized to it. So of course it needs more to do. And so that's why you get the insulin resistance. Why do I, why do I get the feeling that something is going on? Yes, so, of course, yes, but but anyway, I'm going to play this clip. That this is, and, and you know, we talk we talk about things that might affect the brain. We talk about diet. Well, insulin resistance, yeah, it might have an impact on the brain. Insulin resistance, the way it affects the brain, is that the blood-brain barrier itself becomes resistant to insulin, not to glucose. Glucose can flow right in, no questions asked. Uh, plenty of glucose gets into the brain, even if you have type two diabetes. Uh, severe insulin resistance. The problem is that insulin has a difficult time getting into the brain, and that's a problem because the brain is an energy hog. It needs a constant supply. It's an electrical organ. It's very busy. So it needs a constant supply of high-quality energy. uh, it, It often prefers glucose, but can also use ketones. 
So, uh, you know, if insulin can't get in to burn glucose, uh, insulin is actually required for cells to turn glucose into energy. And if you don't get enough insulin in, the cells will begin to sputter and uh, suffer energy deficits. And this can be especially problematic for the hippocampus, the memory center of the brain, because the, that's an especially active area, and it's very sensitive to insulin deficits. Yeah. And, and and so, you know, and if you're, you know, I mean, obviously that's, that's something that you, you know, one of the ways you, you know, she talks about in the, you know, ketones, right? Well, this is the, the, this is where being in ketosis is maybe not such a bad thing, but um, you know, th this is, and this is, uh, you know, this is one of those ways you can help and help your brain. And yet, you know, they don't talk about it because, you know, pharma, right? I mean, isn't, well, and why would they provide you a solution when yeah. there is a profitable bandaid? Well, exactly, and and you know we we talk about it also in terms of mental illness, which we which we also were you know I think we I think I played a clip on this earlier, but uh, similar. We also know that eating the wrong way can can lead to insulin resistance, of chronically persistently high insulin levels, and we we are this is emerging science, but we know that for example people diagnosed with schizophrenia, before they ever take an antipsychotic medication, already have are much more likely to have insulin resistance than somebody else will. And you know, you know, the antipsychotic medications, um, they, they can cause insulin resistance. So, but this is even before they've taken an antipsychotic. So we don't know if there's a cause and effect relationship there, but it's an interesting association. Um, we know that people with bipolar disorder, um, if they also happen to have insulin resistance or type two diabetes, that they are more likely to have chronic symptoms, they're more likely to have rapid cycling mood, or, you know, a worsened course, and they're less likely to respond to the mood stabilizer lithium. So that's suggesting that um, insulin resistance isn't just an innocent bystander in bipolar disorder. Insulin resistance is playing a role in this, at least the severity of the disease, if not the actual underlying um, etiology of the disease. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if it, it was a, one of the underlying conditions, because of course there's sugar in everything, right? Even cigarettes, as we've talked about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, the cigarettes uh, and the tobacco, or yeah, the, the sugar in the tobacco. Yeah, That's the disgusting. blended tobacco. Yeah. So, and we've got, I've got one more here and we talking about, uh, again, with correlation with overall mental health, we talked about, we, we, again, you know, we talked about the fact that it probably increases the, 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 the diet might, may not be the underlying cause of the symptoms, but it certainly increases the, or, you know, it affects the severity. Um, but there is also a correlation with overall mental health. We know that people with depression are a little bit more likely to have type two diabetes, which is just an end stage form of insulin resistance. Um, we know that people with bipolar disorder and schizophrenia are at very high risk compared to the average population of type 2 diabetes. And people with Alzheimer's disease, a staggering 80% of them have either insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes. So, but... And I think, but as with all this stuff, though, it seems like you know, the, yeah, the, the the pharma solution just just does not does just not seem like a good idea. It, doesn't, it seems like, in fact, the pharma is probably there to just make you just make you worse. It's what it sounds like to me. Pharma should be the last resort after you have tried every other option, including changing your diet and fully taking the bad food that is in your diet out and replacing it with wholesome one ingredient foods and things that are not sugar laden and carb abundant after all of that 
then maybe you can think about taking the pharma, but not as a first option. Absolutely not. Not even second or third option. I don't know that I would, based on what these things, I think they're unsafe at any dose, which I probably need to write down as a show title, but. Yeah, not safe at any dose. That's kind of the running theme on anybody who acknowledges that they're bad. Um, What ends up happening most of the time is when you wrangle in your nutritional your the nutritional side of your life like you're eating the good food you're eating the whole foods you're getting the nutrients and then as a byproduct you're not sluggish you have more energy you're able to move your body more and then as a byproduct your free time is no longer sent or spent mindlessly scrolling you might have an abundance of energy and find yourself going on a walk So, and then the conversation with your doctor isn't anymore. These are my problems. I'm depressed. Uh, Just sit here and scroll my phone for hours. Um, The food I eat makes me feel poorly, right? So now you've completely eliminated the need for the medication entirely and improved your life, your, your quality of life, by at least five points. I think, you know, if I'm eating good, I'm feeling good after I eat, I have more energy now, whether that be physical energy or mental energy, you have more of it, you can be more constructive with it. It, it, It's an all around win for the individual, but a loss for the profitable shit system we've found ourselves in. So, oh, I should, yeah, I guess I should actually have a mute button. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you had a few closing uh, thoughts about all of this. I think that we did that. I uh, mean, probably want to, if you want to, you want to, because I think it is, uh, I guess, I think, you know, we, we, you know, we talk a bit about, talk about benzos. There's a little bit, you got a little bit here in the script. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah. Let me fix my eyeballs on that so I can read it. Uh, yeah, because I think it's really important. We've been teasing, teasing, teasing about the fact we were going to talk about the benzos, so we need to give the payoff on that. Yeah. Um, so benzodiazepine, that's a category of antipsychotic that is prescribed. Um, I'm sure that we all know that. Prozac, Xanax, right? Well, those are those. Um while every individual is different and the results of some medications can be more desirable than an unmedicated mental illness that is made up by the way the proof of damage being done to the brain is undeniable there are changes to the brain that happen the neurological long-term effects have been oh wait hold on Studies for long-term effects have been limited as these mes- as these medications have not been on the market long enough to have such data. When I say that, what I want you to think and hear is that the studies that are done to bring these medications to market last from two weeks to eight weeks. 
And in that small period of time, two weeks to eight weeks of taking a medication as prescribed to you by your doctor, they can gather, these are your possible side effects. These are the possible pluses that happen in two to eight weeks. That's all that these research studies do because if we go longer than that, we notice more, we see more, we might not send it to market. <clears throat> so why would we want, I say we as like I'm if a pharma company, why would we want to prove that their medications ruin lives, rot brains, cause active damage to the entire human meat sack when they're exposed to these in a, over a long period of time? And there is zero safe amount or for, of a neurotoxin for a human to consume. It is zero. Not. Nil. None. The silver lining that we can all look at and enjoy for a moment is that they have changed the labeling on benzodiazepines. They have said that this does cause long-term damage. Any amount of this drug will alter your brain. That's nice, but in my opinion, that doesn't take us much further from stopping lobotomies, which was Dr. Bergen's first big moment in medicine is he said, hey, these lobotomies ain't doing nobody no favors. This is bad. This is wrong. We shouldn't do this. So medicine as a whole, all right, we won't do that. Let us go back to the lab, yeah, work but, on some shit. Yeah, but they're perfectly fine with ECT. Well, and that's another thing that Dr. Bergen went to bat for and said, this shit is bad. We should not be flatlining the human brain. That is no good. This is not helpful. Um, and that, I think that that was... So he did the lobotomy stuff in the 70s. Because, like, the last lobotomy was performed when our grandmothers were alive. Were alive. Which would be your mother. When your mother was alive, Phoenix. When your mother... My mother's still was alive. alive <laughs> they were still actively doing lobotomies <laughs> and when the world said whoa let's not do that to people no more medicine said now we have a pill for that now we have 80 pills for that and then the doctors go to school and all they're taught is pres to prescribe medication for this list of symptoms that define made up <laughs> made-up diseases and all it does is sedate the people that take it compromises who they are as an individual on their like brain level which is soul adjacent in my opinion right like our brain isn't conscious we're conscious we're the conscious entity and to purposely corrupt the files 
of a sentient being is pretty fucked up, right? Like, that's top-tier bad guy stuff. And we have the luxury of medical insurance that covers our doctor prescribing us shit that's going to rot our brain. Yeah, instead of just having, you know, at the very least, medical marijuana that could help mitigate a lot of the shit that people are going through. Some states have got their shit together. Other states, looking at you, motherfucking Tennessee, they just don't get it. They're missing out on massive amounts of revenue, and all they're doing is continuing to propagate the pig pharma lie, especially when it comes to mental health in this state. It is abject garbage. When you have someone who's telling you that they don't want to live anymore and they want to take their own life and the best you can do is three fucking days of inpatient treatment. Come on, son. You got to be fucking well, kidding me. In America's defense. Shameful. I stomped on that clip. Run it again. Well, hey, I was the, the clip surprised me too. I, I'm, you know, I'm just sitting here. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just, it's this is all about the, it's all about the, the Benjamins, folks. I mean, it's what it seems like, and and unfortunately, you know, the the dam- the drugs. It's it's clear the drugs damage you beyond. I mean, they they damage you so you don't recognize that you're damaged. That's pretty fucking nefarious. I, I, I can't. Yeah, that's. Yeah. That's like almost. <laughs> will equate it to being in an abusive relationship living with your abusive partner who gaslights you and their whole family gaslights you and you're describing my marriage go on (laughs) but that's that's the only thing that i have to compare it to it's you get you have to kind of go with the flow go along to get along at some point but then with these medications it completely takes out a part of you that says I know something different I know a better I know that like my life doesn't have to be like this it's erased that yeah it takes it takes something from you yeah, I, I just want to point out you you said that uh, she was talking about your marriage. I heard a fat lady. Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Jeez, oh, sorry. I just had to point that out. <laughs> uh, so, but that's I mean, and I think that that's a relatable analogy that most people can understand, whether that's a previous marriage, whether that's a guy we dated for a few months. Or maybe that was our childhood, right? Like, whatever it is, that's something that you can relate to. And you can then put yourself in that mental place of, okay, that's how I felt at that time. That's how I was able to rationalize, which in reality, we're not able to rationalize in those situations. Those parts of your brain are shut off. Um, And then to understand that these people Yes, they're choosing it to some extent because they take the medicine every day. But there's a greater risk to them stopping taking the medicine, right? Just like in an abusive relationship, there's a greater risk for the abusive person to lose. 
They you don't see it that me. way. But they don't see it that right. way. And that's the thing. That's where that's where the hubris, that's where the fucking who do you think you are with the audacity, that's where that all kicks in in a human experience. Right? Like we all have a few things that were like my way or no way. You know. But the abusive people, these medications, <laughs> they don't that's the only thing that they know. That's the only thing that they are capable of doing. So if you find yourself in a situation where your doctor suggests medications, I want you to first, your first reaction should be, no, thank you. Let me look into that. <laughs> and then that'll prompt your doctor to explain some things to you, try to rationalize with you, be like, no, no, you have extremely high blood pressure. You need this or you will die. Um, or that puts you in the position to take more accountability for your existence, whether that be a, a, a spiritual health. What, like, what are you consuming? What, are you watching the news all the time? Do you constantly doom scroll? Are you arguing on the internet with strangers? <laughs> are you constantly quick to anger? Like, what are you actively choosing in your life that you could choose better with? And then your nutritional side, what are you fueling the machine with? And if you can get a handle on those two things, then your doctor is helpful to you. Then these medications might be a solution. But I am of the mind to believe that if you do those two things, if you exercise responsibility and accountability in those two departments of your life you don't need the medicine you don't need Agreed. to be cured of a made-up illness you're optimizing your human experience yeah i i think there are other ways to do that that don't involve that, that don't involve these drugs i certainly uh, i it, it just yeah. it, it you're not, seems you're yeah. not crazy we're just capitalists and this is we true. just believe in the almighty dollar. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. But, uh, and so, yes, I guess, you know, so we could, we could live a different way, I guess. But uh, this is probably a good, good as place as any to land the plane. I'm so fucking over this. I've fucking enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, well, there's, there was a lot, we, yeah, there was a lot of uh, fucking uh, every minute or something. I don't know. Um, but, Again, that's the after, after, after party. You're getting confused. I know you're, you're 50 now, but... Do we have to put you on some Geritol? No, I, I think I think we've proven I, I don't need Not any the vitamin of that. solution. Oh, dare I ask Emily? Well, that that the actually Geritol was, is just vitamins. No, it, it is it, Geritol. The whole reason I said That's that fine. is because we were watching a, a old episode of uh, the Match Game, yeah. and there was an English gentleman who said the word geritol and it sounded like genital and it was hilarious as hell in the context. So that was why I said that. <laughs> All right. 
Well, anyway, uh, thank you for joining us, Emily. Uh, we, we will, uh, we will, uh, I'm sure, we, I'm sure we will uh, talk again after Christmas. Uh, um, but uh, and uh, yes, and then of course, I think we are. Uh, yeah, we, 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 I think we need to end this show because it is. Uh, people have places to go and things to do, and, and that's all right. That. And yes. we, and we do want to thank Hempress Emily for joining yes, us. Thank you. for this in the blossom episode. Thank y'all for having me on. Well, you were very I always enjoy when you entertain me. Yes. Well, you definitely entertain us as well. And of course, uh, we'll remind people that there will not be an official coffee and chronic on Christmas morning, 7 a.m. But you know what? My crazy ass might just be up at 7 a.m. And I might just hop in the chat. And if anybody's there, hey, you know, we'll we'll wish some season's tidings. But there will not officially be a show unless we want to rebroadcast this one uh, um, Monday morning. Yeah, Not sure no, 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 if no. we would do that, no. but I doubt it because this is our regular show, yeah. which I think the only time we ever do a rebroad is when we yeah. go live after yeah. New Agenda, which we will be yes, tomorrow. Yes, that's right. All right. But, we, but let's end this thing. It goes let's so, do that. It goes something like this. Jordan fades back. Swoosh. And that's the game. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. You, I'm out. You still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Back to the shadows again. Fucking embarrassing! Fucking A, let's quit the swearing.